Hello, welcome to another episode of Andrew's Amazing Podcast. I'm your host, James Santana. Normally, I'm joined by my illustrious psychic Hunter Van Leer, but he is... <laughs> Thanks, Sean. Um, but he is currently in the process of moving and setting up his new house in South Carolina. So, Hunter, thank you for, you know, for all the years of being my co-host on the show. Um, and I'm glad... I can't wait for you to get back. But in the meantime, I... Ignoring the fact that the uh, thumbnail says two people will be on the show... Someone couldn't make it. Uh, so I have, of course, anything MCU-related. We have John Tenzone of the MCU Beyond Infinity podcast here to join us. Join me. Uh, guest, host, guest hosting. I'm very happy to be filling the void that <laughs> Hunter has left today. And I wish Hunter the best of luck on his move as well and for him to be returning to the store and the show. My name is John from the MCU Beyond Infinity podcast, a show where fellow like-minded Marvelites have assembled to discuss, review, theorize, and wax intellectual over any and all things related to the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And holy shit, was... Uh, this an eventful week for Marvel Cinematic Universe fans. Yeah, so that's why it's the last thing we were covered, because yeah. this is a lot. So, guys, for any time we do a con wrap-up, we are a strictly news episode. So, guys, if you did not know, this is just going to be news about uh, San Diego Comic-Con. Um, so, we, there is no other topic with this. There are no book reviews, so this is just news. Um, it's fun. It's doofy. We kind of get to speculate nonsensically about nonsense that we heard this weekend. So, guys, step back and we'll jump right into it with DC comic book news. Um, DC Comics released a bunch of new books that are coming out this year. Um, funny enough, it started off, and, and John and me were talking about off mic, about this was more just a, about a solicitation from November. It was so weird because it felt like previews. It, it, it didn't... <laughs> it didn't feel like they were like, oh, and we got this team, and we got this team, and we got this team. It was stuff that we... Kinda knew was going to be happening, <laughs> right? With the creative teams that have been doing it, yeah. But kind of when it was all going to be going on, right? So I'm gonna start off. I'll do the big one at the end. But so Tom King, uh, they released five new Batman family books, which I hate, but whatever. Uh, first one being Gotham City Year One, written by Tom King, which explores the early days of, of Gotham. This is set in canon, so do not worry. It's about the founding of Gotham. I think it's kind of dumb because we already did that with Gates of Gotham like years ago. Yeah, but. One, Greg Capullo is doing the covers, and they look very cool. Yeah, I know. They do. <laughs> and two, had they done, like, year one post-rebirth? Does it matter? Right. They haven't. They haven't, right? And, and it's year one. It's not even, like, Batman year one. It's, like, year one Gotham year one. Like, very early days. It's about, like, um, it's about, like, uh, Bruce's, like, like great, great, great aunt was, like, kidnapped. How much the Arkhams and, um... And the Wayne, like, you know, family yes, they, so in conspiracy the, theory stuff, right. is this book going to be? How tied to the criminal underworld and the Illuminati? Right. So they, in, in did you ever, ever read Gates of Gotham? Yeah. It's amazing. It's like one of my favorite Scott Snyder stories, which is crazy for me to say. Yeah. <laughs> Especially on this podcast. Especially like, and, and I don't hate Schneider at yeah. all. I love Schneider, but I always feel like. The longer a Schneider series goes, you're, like, let down towards the end of it. Yes. You know what I mean? Even in his individual arcs, oh, yeah. you're kind of like, oh, you, like, almost did it. Oh, you almost did it. Like we're right there. Yeah. I think the whole thing is... His uh, Batman run was, like, yes. big yes. like that. Yes, it was. And the Death Metal was, like, or uh, DC Metal was just... <laughs> nope. Because that's, like, his end of his Batman yeah, run. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It is. And yeah. it's... Bad. Yeah, like I, I've talked about all at length in this podcast why I do not like metal, why I think there are parts of Scott Snyder's run like anything after Death of Family was just downhill for me. Yes, 
Uh, but even the, like, final... Eh, that's not true. That one where, like, Bruce died fighting the Joker. Endgame. That was cool. That was stupid. I liked that book. It's not good. Because Joker's now an immortal god that's been around in Gotham as a spirit forever. And... But that fight in, like, the oh, it's cave pretty. was it's pretty. so, so cool. I, it's like smashing toys together. I like that. It's great. Smash toys together all day. And then, like, Bunny Rabbit Gordon Batman? I do like Bunny Rabbit Gordon Batman. Yeah. I did like, like, Mecha Batman. Yeah. That was cool. It's always, like, the very end, you feel like Schneider wants to pull, like, this huge plug. Like, Death of the Family... Damien should have died. Right. But then they're like, no, Morrison's going to kill Damien two weeks later, and then we're going to bring him back from the dead four weeks later. Yeah, like... Yeah, yeah. So, like, you can't do that. And it's like, oh, Court of the Owls, Thomas Wayne Jr. is actually going to be Batman's brother. And they're like, eh, you shouldn't do that. You should leave it off as if maybe he is, maybe he isn't. Right. Let Schneider do it. I feel like they never let him do it. No, and it's more editorial than anything. Yeah. You know what I mean? But uh, beyond that, we have... But, but Gates sorry. of Gotham. Yes, Gates of Gotham. So in Gates of Gotham, it explores the early families of Gotham, the Cobblepots, Waynes, Arkham's, and his fourth mystery family. And that fourth mystery family ends up becoming the bad guy in this whole thing. In that, in this whole thing. So I'm like, Interesting. So I'm like, why are we kind of like doing that now? Again, Like I, I get you explore the history of Gotham. Like you didn't really explore it, which this is like more of like a noir story set in the early days of Gotham's founding. And not even Gotham's founding, it's just early days of Gotham. But it's also like Gordon Year One, right? No, it's not. No, it's even well before that. Oh, interesting. It's so far in the past. It's kind of like 1920s bootlegging style, like noir shit going on. We're like, oh, and we kidnapped this rich heiress and the mob. Uh, it's like the early foundation of the Maroney family. Like, oh, we're going to kidnap Helen the Wayne, which is the only way that we have to use the name Helen or Wayne in fucking comics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Thomas, I mean, Jesus, Thomas Wayne, Tom King, like, Think about Human Target. Think about Mr. Miracle. Like he's kind of like he's okay. That's the let's problem. do the Golden Age stuff for the new generation. Yes, but that's been the problem with Tom King lately. Is that Human Target's just okay? I like Human Target. So do I. But the, <laughs> it's the same reason why I like Strange Adventures. But then as it went on for the year, I was like, this is fucking boring. I'm just gonna read this and trade. Yeah, Rorschach. This is getting confusing. I'm just gonna read this and trade because you're you're not making sense anymore. All like, the Batman Catwoman stuff. Bad too. Cap. The back hat, I stopped reading at issue four. And I was like, why am I reading this book? It doesn't make sense. I have to sit down and read this in one sitting because this does not make sense on the book. And the ending is atrocious. Sure. You know. And like, it's not enough intrigue where, like, a, a Morrison or a Hickman with those big, like, giant endgame. Like, right. I don't know what's going on, but I'm interested. Right. Like, oh, this is leading up to something. Yes. Um, outside of that, we have um, GCPD, The Blue Wall. Uh, which is crazy that they're doing a book, a, a police drama book uh, in this day and age. They're calling it like the Thin Blue Line, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's about Renee Montoya, uh, who is now commissioner of, uh, of the GCPD and how she now has to take over after, after Gordon retired. But she's also a gay woman. Yeah. But also like all cops are bad. No, no, <laughs> no. Cancel John. Yeah, yeah. No, don't cancel me. Cancel John. You um, know. No. No. <laughs> no. John is not that's my podcast. Yeah, I'm kind of like very anti-police. <laughs> I know so. you are. You're not on my podcast? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I will get into it, but still, like, <laughs> controversial subject, like, let's make a cop book now. That's what I mean. Like, it's just bad timing. Yeah. I, and it's not... And Even Marvel changed the Punisher logo to be yeah. like, oh, get away from yeah. this. Yeah, and it's not... And so my whole thing with um the... the, the the, the the blue wall book is like it's bad timing but like i always I, every time a minority led book comes out 
it's normally at a bad time in sure. society, and they just turn around and go, do you guys don't want this? Like, no, no, no. We want Renee as a lead. I prefer if she was a question. Sure. <laughs> you know? But maybe they can turn this book not into, like, the cop drama. Like, turn it into Serpico. Turn it into, like... Renee is taking down the bad apples in yeah. GCP. And I'm okay with that. Would you you don't want NYPD blue? Dude, I want Serpico with Renee. That sounds You're like is that what you want? Cool. You don't want like uh, NYPD blue, some uh, Law and Order drama? I love some Jimmy Schmitz. <laughs> yeah, like I'm a huge fan of Jimmy Schmitz. Yeah, like, uh, are we not getting this? We have a new rule on our podcast where we have no bits but all Schmitz. We're, <laughs> oh, we're anti bits, but we're pro Schmitz. I can't. <laughs> and then all we do is make that a bit. And <laughs> yeah, that's what this is. Um Spinning out of Joker, of Williamson's Joker, book that ended recently at issue 15. We have The Joker, The Man Who Stopped Laughing. Uh, it's literally Joker uh, cross-country story. Williamson's writing this? Yes. Interesting. It's Williamson, it's Joker going cross-country from Gotham to California, committing crimes. Oh, God. Yeah. I don't know how I feel about that. I I'm love not Williamson. I'm not crazy about it. I, like, I love Williamson, too. I think there's more. I think this, and this is just my personal opinion. I think this was editorial going. Yeah, you edited that Joker book really well, and it sold very well for us. Make a sequel, more and, Joker. And because he said he, he, there's a whole thing. I'm coming off Joker issue, issue 15. I don't know if they're going to continue the series. I'm off. Joker. He, he made a, in tons of interviews. I was like, I'm coming off the book. This is why. You know, and you like find out Joker Easy Rider. Right. That's what they're doing. Exactly. I'm like, this is like, this is, I don't need a cross country Joker story. Does he have like a sidekick that he's taking I think he with? does have a sidekick. Oh my God. I think he does. I, I think this book is going to tank, but I think because Joker is such a hot character, it wouldn't matter. And Williams is such a hot writer, it doesn't matter. But the biggest cash cows in DC Comics right now are Batman by a big, big margin. Yes. Joker. Number two. Yeah. Oddly enough, Aquaman is number three. Sometimes. Made $1.5 billion at the box office. I know. Aquaman has made more money than any Superman movie has ever. Crazy. Fucking crazy. And then I think kind of like Harley Quinn is number four. And then Superman. Yeah, which is, I hate this universe that I live in. Yeah, it's insane. The world, like, I I want to... I've I've told you my January 6th story, right? No. So... Did you say this on the podcast? Yeah, 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 Tell the yeah, audience yeah. where you were on January 6th? Yes. <laughs> you and Hunter, were, that's where Hunter is right now. Yeah. He's at the trials. For yeah, he's this. watching. <laughs> you want to live stream it, but it wasn't appropriate for the comic. I'm like, what's the comic angle here? Yeah. Um, so on January 6th, I had COVID. So I was home sleeping. A likely alibi. I know, right. Uh, <laughs> I was sleeping. Uh, I fell asleep. And then I woke up. And it was oh, my wife had it on TV. And I woke up on the couch I'm like... I'm like, oh shit! And I'm watching this unfold on TV. I'm like, and I think I just slipped into another dimension. That's where I've been the entire time for the last yeah. fucking year. I fell asleep and I woke up in this shit dimension. I mean, that was <laughs> the weirdest day. Like, I, I can't say like what I do for a living, but what I do for a living does involve like taking care of properties across the entire country. And when George Floyd happened, all I thought in my head, like I remember working really late. And then seeing the Cincinnati Police Department burn down and then thinking like, you know, my grandparents came over from Europe because of Hitler. Yeah. And part of me was like, you know what? Fuck yeah. Like, do it. And then I had the thought in my head, if one of my locations gets broken into tonight, shit's going to. And then all of a sudden my phone just starts. Blowing <laughs> like, oh. And then January 6th happened. I thought, oh, no, it's happening. Again. <laughs> I'm not going to sleep for weeks. <laughs> <laughs> my life's over. Yeah. But turns out. 
All it was was a mild insurrection. <laughs> Some very fine people on both sides. <laughs> we're not a political podcast, I yeah. swear. The other Williamson book is... Um, Punchline. And... Yeah, Punchline. The, uh, uh, punchline. the the Gotham game, which also spins out of the Joker book. Yeah. Um, and the Dark Crisis on Infinite Earth. Yes, I was gonna, that, that was going to be the uh, big thing at the end. Oh, I'm sorry. It's fine. Um, but Williamson is doing uh, Punchline, the Gotham game, which is a spin out. It's, uh, it's Punchline is now in charge of the Royal Flush Gang, uh, and she wants to be a big bad guy in Gotham, but because of all the shit she did during Joker War, there are a bunch of villains that like go after yourself, and they're coming after her. So it's, it's a villain versus villain book. Yeah, how can uh, we make the villain the hero of a story? Right. Um, yeah. Before I get to the Dark Rest stuff, uh, there's one more book that came out, which is Gotham Knights The Gilded City, which is a tie-in to the Gotham Knights video game coming out. Which is by the company who did the other Arkham games, yes, right? Yes, I think so. I think so, too. I I, I, love, I, want, I can't wait for that game. Yeah. I oh, and also, if you pre-order, you get some cool Batman Beyond skins. So. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, they all have Beyond suits. I like that there's a Batman game without a Batman. Yeah, I think that's fun. I also like stories where Batman dies, and having four different characters who all play completely different is yeah. really fucking. That's cool. what I want. Yeah, the only you plays Tim Drake. Yep, you plays Tim Damian. Da- uh, Tim Damian, Jason, and Dick. Oh, I think he plays Barbara. Oh, sorry, Maybe no. you don't play as Tim. You don't play as t- uh, you play as Tim, not Damian. Oh, interesting. You play as, yeah, you play as Tim, not Damian. Interesting. It's, I feel like Tim is like the the oh, the is rep- it Tim. I don't know, but I feel like Tim, like, no one talks about Tim, and he's, like, kind of the best Robin. He is, because he's our Robin. He's, yeah, he's the Robin I grew up with. That's, that's like, always... Like, Dick is the best Robin. Dick is the best Robin. Tim, like, Dick, Tim like, is kind like, of the best Robin. Dick's the best Robin. Yeah. Like, but, like, also, we know because of the things we grew up yeah, with. Yeah, but like, each character is so vastly different. Like, Barbara has... Acro- uh, Barbara has... Gadgets. Gadgets. She's and, a gadget girl. And, and... And Dick will be acrobatic, yes, and, uh, and Jason will have guns. Guns, yeah. He's long range. Too, super sweet. Yes. I, super sweet. So, Gilded City takes place between, like, the 1920s and the modern day. Whoa. And they introduce, like, a hero that was in Gotham before Bruce was Batman. And it's in continuity... Excuse me while I yawn. It's, it's in continuity with the video games. Yes. Interesting. Yes. Interesting. So, be cool. Yeah. I want to check it out if you, like... Uh, it's a spare moment. I like, I like alternate media tie-ins. Um, because they tend to flush out a story that, like, you miss, like, Injustice, for example. Fun book. I love that fucking series. And Fun I wish I wish they put out Injustice 2 in a big book. Sure. Absolutely. Before we talk about the big crossover news, yes. the weirdest news that I have a lot, not a lot to ask you, but I do want yeah. to ask your opinion on it. Paul Dano is writing Riddler Year One for DC <sighs> so, Black. Yes. Label. So... How do you feel about celebrities writing comic books? Okay, so I, me and Sabrina were talking about this. She was, so she was like super hyped about it. I'm like, all right, we'll see what he's writing. I'm like, it's not probably not coming out until later on this year. And she, of course, fought me tooth and nail about it. I'm like, no, but then I was right uh, about this. But I'm like, I'm not against celebrity writing comics. I'm against celebrity cashing in on comics. Do you so, think that's what Paul Dano's doing? I think this is, I... Paul Dano doesn't seem like the money guy. And so I don't, it's not even like a money. So like, why would he write that? He doesn't need it's to write It's not him though. I think it's editorial going. So DC has been doing since about season two of Batwoman. They've had like actors that play roles of a character, write a story about that character. Yeah, but those are CW actors. Paul Dano is like but, one of the best. But actors it doesn't matter. It, it's very much like they had, uh, what's her, uh, what's her name? Do dreamer for the, the anthology for the pride sure, anthology. Sure, sure. They had, uh, the, the guy, 
the guy playing Luke Fox, the Luke Fox story in okay. one one uh, in in Batman Legends. Sure. Um, they had someone else do like a, it's been it's been a thing. oh they um oh my god Danny DeVito did wrote oh, yeah, yeah, the yeah. Penguin issue. Danny DeVito's the best, you know. Wrote the Penguin issue for the Gotham Villains uh, anthology. So it's not like I'm not against it. Again, Paul Dano doing it, but uh, for a miniseries or whatever the hell it is, it's not a one shot. It's a miniseries. It's right? a miniseries. It's a black label miniseries. Yeah, I think that's too much. I don't like. Like, I don't. Like, it's not. Like, again, I have this weird idea. Like, but like, prove me wrong, Paul Dano. Right, I know like, where you're going to come. Not, like, right, I'm not. If Paul I, Dano proves us wrong, this I'm could not, be cool. Yeah, I'm not going. I'm not. I don't know him as a writer. Like, it's like the I whole. I don't know him as a writer either. I know him as an amazing actor. actor. You know, so, I can't believe he was even in the Batman because he's kind of like a big name. He's not even like a big name. He's like an actor's actor. Like Paul Dano doesn't take roles for money. Paul Dano's is in Prisoners and There Will Be Blood. He does like Paul Thomas Anderson movies and Denny Belmont right. movies and, that's and whole, fucking. I get that. Plays Brian Wilson. Like, no, that's the whole he's thing. He's like a snob. I, and that's the whole thing. I get it. Like it's like, it's like oh, so when this first came out, this was months ago. It had it was leaked around the same time the Batman movie came out. So when this was like the the leak was coming about out about it, it was things like, oh, you know, it was like Berserk, Keanu Reeves writing Berserker, or um, which is an okay em- book, right? Emily Clark writing uh, Mother of Madness, not a good, book. which was not a good book. Um, I have picked it up for my mother. Shout out Mary Sansone, there- goddamn scene. She, she likes it. I don't know if she's ever read it, but she tells me to buy it for her whenever uh, it comes out. And then there's I forgot another actor was doing a book uh, recently, or was announced to do a book. Sure, I'm like. Oh, um, what the hell's his name? He played, um, Vindicator in Spawn. John Leguizamo. Yeah. He did. That's insane. You can't remember I forgot John Leguizamo's name, but you remember that he played the clown. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> My brain was like, yeah. the guy who played the clown. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, um, <laughs> he was also an Ice Age, you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Like, that's where I know him from. Yeah. Uh, it shows how old I am. Uh, but he did a book called... He was in House of Bucket. That's where he came from. <laughs> in The Pest. He did he did a book called Phenomics. Yeah. And it was fucking awful. Yeah. But like how much is that like celebrity trying to cash in on comic books, seeing like that's like, oh, you can gain a fan base that way? Or how much is like, oh I'm an actual fan of comic books and I want to write a comic book. How much is it I'm an actual fan of what I did in this movie and I took a lot of time to think about what this character was all about? And DC being like so we can't make the Riddler the Zodiac Killer in our mainline books, because that would be crazy. <laughs> but we do want to see more of this weird Riddler that you played. Right. So you could do it here. Like, remember, what was the name of the Batman book that came out? Damned. Oh, yeah. No, not Damned. Not the Batman where he showed, <laughs> where he dropped off. Half Shine? No, the one that came out around the time of the Batman film that was like, same style. It was a couple of the writers. Oh my it god! It looked like Pat- oh, imposter. Yeah, Batman imposter. Exactly. Batman imposter was fine because it was like, okay, here's stuff that's kind of like the movie made by the people who did the movie, doing ideas that they couldn't explore in a film, and they're getting a little bit more time. And I think that's what this is going to be. And if that's what it is, I liked serial killer Riddler. I, I liked like it. like loser serial killer Riddler from I the movie. Can't it's not the Riddler. Him. Yeah, it's called but I like it. Call him Hush. Please. Yeah, exactly. Call him Thomas Elliot. Yeah, like I would have Yeah, yeah. Especially that swore at the end, like, oh, the Elliot name, like, oh, here we go, here's yeah, the big reveal, yeah, yeah, yeah. like, Riddler's hush in this, and like, it's, the, it's a play on the hush thing where it's the opposite way around. Yeah. No, no, that's not where we're going. No. I hate you. 
Um, and then fake DC crossover news. We have Dark Crisis is officially retitled and rebranded. Dark Crisis on Different Earths. Uh, written by Joshua Williamson as a direct sequel to Crisis on Infinite Earth. Uh, it's are... not a direct sequel to Dark Crisis? No, it is Dark Crisis. They're just renaming it. Yeah, but like... Dark Crisis number one and two came out. Issue yes. one and two came out. Now they're just renaming it. Wait, they're not finishing Dark Crisis? I thought it was going Dark Crisis into Dark Crisis on Infinite Earth. No, it's also... Because they said this is going to be a seven-issue series. Yeah, that's what this is. Dark Crisis is seven issues. Okay, so these are the first two issues have come out. Yes. The books that I read are the same as this. Yes. What the fuck? Because, I was so excited for this. Because they Williamson was like, Williamson did all, the whole interview, like he was talking on Skype and whatever during Comic-Con going, I want to tell everyone this was the title originally. And they told me, no, I couldn't do it. Because they thought it would affect how the book would be viewed. He goes, this and... Also, at the time, we kind of have to see, like, that's when Perez died. and Sure. So I get, like, visually, yeah. it's not a good look. Yeah. Like, I'm doing this, and it just happened to be the time, like, you know, the, the person who created, created the, the first yeah. one, like, is like, oh, I get why, yeah. in reality, why you did, didn't do it. Um. So, Dark Crisis, now it's called Dark Crisis on, Dark Crisis on Infinite Earths. Um, and we know Pariah wins. That's the whole story. Pariah wins. You're he, a pariah! He's like, Pariah wins, and now this is what's going to happen. What happens to the world now? The infinite Earths are back. What is going to go on? How does DC, the universe structure change? How do our heroes on Earth Zero deal with the fact there is no friggin' Justice League? Like, how are we... But there are Justice Leagues on the other Earths. But we can't get to them yet. But that, we can't get to them that's, yet. That's the whole thing. Like, we know, like, currently, like... Um, Until Wally West runs really fast. Well, no, it doesn't matter now. <laughs> I very try that. He ended up on Multiverse 2. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and that's why he prior turned into a little star planet. Oh yeah. And he was like, and eh. he like he squeezed his hand. I gotta say, Dark Crisis has been a reader, new reader friendly event where if you have peripheral knowledge of all of the characters in the Justice League, yeah. you can pick up Dark Crisis one, not know where we are in the DC universe, and bond. It's Here crazy. You go. It's very new reader friendly. And if this is opening up. The Infinite Earths, that crisis on Infinite Earths, have reduced to a single. Yes. If it's just opening it back up to being like. Yeah, so. Kind of, that's what Rebirth wanted to do. So, it's kind of constant. So, how it works is when you do crisis, like the crisis timeline, which I'm going to do an episode eventually of the, all the crises in one sitting. Oh my god! So I own them all. I'm a yeah, big crisis fan. I know, fan. I know, and you're like my crossover guy. <laughs> like, I, I, love them all. I hate Marvel crossovers, but I, I have them. All, but I own them all. But <laughs> I'm like. I'm a big fan of, like, the DC stuff. Uh, with the exception of Flashpoint, that was the one that bothered me because Fair. books I was enjoying actively yeah. had to get canceled so It drove me hard. nuts. I was a big, like, I was reading Superboy at the time, and it was saying, like, a, a clone of Lex and Brainiac to be, like, the, the antagonist for, like, Superboy. It yeah, it's yeah. great. And I was reading fucking Morrison's Batman run. Yep. Day one, I know people don't like that I love line. it. I know, but like, Ant, Ant doesn't. shout out to Ant, owner of fucking Android, for letting us scream about comic books in his store. At he night. knows how, I know how you feel about the Hates Morrison it. Batman run, but like, Batman Inc. was going so strong. Yeah. And not only that, the other crisis, final crisis, the last one that happened like two years prior, was related to that and still let that happen. And it still let... The Green Lantern. I was reading Jeff Johns' Green yep. Lantern and I was really enjoying that. Yep. And then Flashpoint happened. And I was like, God damn it, all my books are canceled. Luckily, New 52 was okay. 
Yeah. Like the first. Very okay. Very okay. The first couple the months. The first wave. Yeah. The first wave was, was great. Exciting. Yes. Because you're like, oh my God. And then, it, of course, it fucked itself up. And then up. they're like, hey, guess what? Batman is coming back. I hey, guess it. what? Jeff Johns. All the Green Lantern stuff is still kind of doing. Yeah. I was, I was like, like, okay. Yeah, okay yeah, now I'm done. Yeah, so, yeah. The, the books I was reading are fine. Yeah. So, in the continuity of the crisis, you have Crescent Infinite Earths, which turns all the multiverse into one Earth. Then you have Infinite Crisis, written by Jeff Johns in the early 2000s. Uh, which ter- which reveals that the Infinite Earths never went away. They're still out there. They're still out there. We just can't get, get to, to them. them. That was Infinite Crisis. Yes. That was the whole thing with Le- uh, Alexander and Superboy Prime, and they're like, oh, we're trying to create the perfect Earth. Yeah. With Final Crisis, you need an episode to explain what happened. Uh, Final Crisis is, uh, if you read Great Morrison's uh, Seven Souls of Victory, Darkseid at one point fell to Earth. He became a mobster boss of a, a club called the Darkseid Club. <laughs> uh, ran a child-like gladiator ring, which they bring up in Teen Titans. Yeah. Uh, and then he... And Batman flew a helicopter into them and they exploded. And, and Batman we... got sucked back in time. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Even well before that part. Um, the anti-life equation got out some way. The anti-life equation got out. And uh, Batman dies. And he shoots Darkseid with a gun. Even though it goes into his gun thing, he has a whole speech and yeah. shoots him with Radeon yeah. and kills Darkseid, an immortal god. Yeah. Darkseid shoots him with Omega Beams and Superman carries his dead body out. Uh, and no and, one could remember what happened, so we got the 52, which was the 52 weeks consecutively afterwards. Yeah, it was yeah. a missing year. Uh, no, 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 oh, no, no, no. Oh, yes, they all missed a year, and then the, we got them. That was year. that was in between Infinite. That was in between Infinite Crisis and uh, Final. That was, was the, that year. I loved it. It yeah. was. I read like 52 out of the breakdowns every week. And having like a weekly book that was like Jeff Johns, Morrison, Dan the Deal. Yeah, which was like holy shit. Like, I love 52. Yeah. Um, and then yeah, so then you had um after Final Crisis. Um, you pretty much had nothing more. Oh, Blackest Night was the biggest thing after that. Blackest Night. That's when they reveal like the body of like oh, because that's where they were like oh, Batman's not really dead. Like he's just in time. He's stuck in time. And they were King like, Batman. Well, because it, it's completely contradictory in uh, uh, Blackest Night because that's how the the body they use to trigger the the Necron's invasion because they go everyone has an emotional connection to Batman. He uses face, but it was like Assassin's Creed style. Yeah. It was basically like the Batman has existed since then, so he was kind of... Be- it wasn't Batman's body. Right. Yes. It's, a, it's a thing. So, we have... Um, and then you get Flashpoint. And then it's Flashpoint. Yes. Uh, which reboots everything, and then... I won't go into everything, but then, like, you have... Christ- in Crisis terms, you have Christ- uh, Dark Crisis on Infinite Earths. And then Convergence. There's Convergence in between, which was supposed to be a story that they... So, no. You actually have <laughs> your Flashpoint... And then at the Flashpoint, you have... Is this have... a Crisis episode? No, no, no. Do the Crisis episode? No, and when I do the Crisis episode, okay. no. Uh, this is like a, a kind of... I'll go into deeper. After... James just pulled out a bunch of maps. <laughs> like, this is how you read the multiverse map. I, I There was a time I wanted to print the multiverse map and hang... Before I got married, I wanted to hang it in my room and be like... And just draw shit and like make my own like star map to it. Yeah, yeah. Kind of a fucking psycho. I had ordered and bought the Morrison multiversity I love that map. map. I love that map. Yep. And I hung it in my bedroom while I was married, and my wife at the time was like, you gotta put that in the garage. No, actually, I I have, to be fair, I do have uh, the Immortal X-Men Last Supper cover yeah, yeah, like yeah. in my kitchen, my wife's very Catholic and it's fucking great. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like, I was like, you don't understand. Captain Carrot is around. You know, <laughs> <laughs> you don't understand how the world bleeds together. Yeah, yeah. Um, so after you had um, New Fifty Two, then you had um, uh, Future's End. That's sure. uh, that was the next big crossover, and that's not just you just crossover. You have uh, the Future's End. You had Convergence, which was actually supposed to be uh, 
in be- originally when they wrote Convergence, which was actually supposed to be after Flashpoint, which was supposed to be a goal. Yeah, Flashpoint yeah. immediately Convergence. But that was on like Jeff Johns was on like kind of thin ice. Like well, that's and was because, moving up into the Warner yeah, Media and then world. Dan Dio was like, hey, you can't be abortion me. Fuck you, Dan Dio. What? Um, that guy wrote uh Oh Mac? Yeah, what yeah, you wrote O Mac. Um <laughs> and then ruined like ten years of DC. Um because he because <laughs> he hated Jeff Johns because he didn't blow him. Um so you have <laughs> Convergence which was supposed to originally be right after Flashpoint, but instead they jumped right into New 52. You had Convergence, and then you had Rebirth. Uh, no, sorry, Convergence, and then it was uh, Rebirth, kind of. But Rebirth felt very much akin to Crisis on Infinite Earths, where it was consolidating everything, and when you asked, like, oh, what continuity is this? It's like, which one do you want? Today? Yeah, this it's is that yeah. one. It's, it's, it's that one. It's this one. Everything's it's, fine. Everything's fine, yeah. But now Rebirth, they're opening it back up with this Dark Crisis on Infinite yes, Earths. Yes, they're like, look. So how are we going to get there? So we know we know the multiverse has been around <laughs> for a while. We know because of things like Infinite Frontier and, and Metal and Death Metal, which I will talk about in my Crisis episodes. Um, Ugh. like the multiverse is out there. The multiverse is a thing. Were you talking and... about first metal, second metal, all the way up to nth metal? Yeah, Fat Manium, guys. Yeah, yeah, that's a thing. Baby Darkseid. I hate this. <sighs> I, I what if I told thing. you I had the most dangerous weapon in the world in this backpack? <laughs> oh, right that here. backpack! And it's just a little baby. <laughs> it's a little purple baby. Focus <laughs> off by. Yeah. I killed Darkseid, guys. <laughs> like, <laughs> how'd you kill? I poked a soft spot. <laughs> Actually, funny enough, I had to ask my wife out my daughter's soft spot. I'm like, my daughter runs her head into things a lot. Yeah. <laughs> and she shouldn't. I'm mm-hmm. like, please don't. I know exactly where my soft spot was. <laughs> what? You can still focus? Watch. You probably pick it up. Tell me if this picks up in the mic. <laughs> no. Isn't that crazy? Isn't I don't like that. I know. No one likes it when I do it. But <laughs> Your brain's hollow. I was looking for it. <laughs> oh, no. All right. Anyway, so um, you have. Uh, so we know the uh, it's been out there, and now with things like Infinite Frontier and and Just League Incarnate, we're like, cool, we're finally playing the multiverse. We have books like uh, we have books that are labeled multiversity with Teen Justice saying Earth Eleven. We I have like, that. like the, everything that's from a different or Crime Syndicate. It says Earth Three in it. I love all that. We're finally playing the multiverse, and now we know like Pariah's winning, and now what the fuck we're going to do with the multiverse out there, and what does it mean truly for? The DC Universe going forward, we knew at the end of Infinite Frontier that the public finally learned about the multiverse. Mm-hmm. Like, in the Lois Lane series. Uh, yep. In the Lois Lane series, she reveals the multiverse is a fucking thing. To the general public. You may have to edit this out, but months ago, and asked me a question. And he said, how do you feel about having the DC books labeled... Based on... Oh, you don't have to edit that. Me, okay, cool. me and Ant so, have talked about this okay. in store. Me and Hunter were talking about okay. it. So yes. once upon a time, the guys at Androids came up to me and asked me, "How do you feel about them being labeled Earth One, Earth Two? Um, what's um, Elseworld?" And I was like, "I honestly, I would kind of like that. And I think it would help with new readers." Yes. And, things. and then I found out, like DC or Warner, when Discovery bought them out, that was like a survey that they sent you guys. Yeah, yeah. So I was answering survey questions. Well, that's what it was. So we, he, and, and, well, this was, was, like was, a retailer. It was a retailer meeting that yeah. he was part of. And then he came in and was, me and him were talking about it. And he, he's against it. I'm for it because I'm like, I'm very much for like the labeling of books because the Earth Prime book that came out. That was their first test run. As long it. as you explain it where you can jump into this one here, yes. you can jump into this yes. one here, but don't get confused when. You pick up this book, and you pick up that book, and they have nothing to do with each other. Right, that's the whole thing. Like, I see it as any book that's going to be part of DC Canon, like your DC Canon that you follow, it's Earth Zero, it doesn't have a label on it. 
if anything else, whether you want to put Black Label on it for your adult-only book, which sure. you should, which you really should. The Salmon Universe, right. a.k.a. what Vertigo used to be. Right, do that, and then anything that's out of continuity, give it a fucking number and be sure. like, it's Earth whatever, um, or just leave it blank and say Elseworld. Yeah. Because it's easier for readers to, for me to go, Batman Fortress is not taking place in the same universe as the Batman book. Yeah. But they don't have a label on it saying it's Elseworld, and everyone goes, oh, well, but Batman, like, what's, when is this happening? It doesn't, it's not canon. Yeah. Or, like, um, what book was it? Um, it was Batman book. It was, oh, Just League Last Ride. Just League yeah, Last, yeah, yeah. Just League Last Ride is a great book, but it's out of canon. Because, like, all of a sudden, Hal Jordan shows up, like, wearing, like, the Kingdom Come Green Lantern uniform. I'm like, oh, this is fucking great. Mm-hmm. And they're like, and Marshall Manhunter died. I'm like, no, he's not. Like, because there's no label on it saying it's not canon. Exactly. So you should really do that. And I think having... The, and you're built on the multiverse. Do it. Do it. Do it. Yeah. Uh, and they announced cool teams. Uh, like, Ram V is doing the Swamp, a Swamp Thing book called Deadly Green. Cool. Uh, with him, with Swamp Thing and John, uh, Jonathan Kent fused together at one point. Sure. Uh, When's and, uh, issue two of that, uh, that Jeff Lemire Swamp Thing coming out? I know, right? <laughs> like, it's like, uh, never, never, I guess. Yeah, never. Oh, uh, yeah, so that's really cool. So that is it for DC comic book news. DC we... Comics spanked Marvel on the comic book front. Yes, yes. Okay. Yes. Let's talk about the Marvel front. Uh, actually, I'll do the smaller guys first, and then we'll do more Marvel, the Marvel sure. stuff towards uh, the end of it. Um, Boom Studios, I'm only talking about Power Rangers stuff because I'm a big Power Rangers guy. Of course. Um, People yeah. like the Power Rangers yes. comics. Yes, so they're great. Uh, they're, they're, we are... Currently entering the charge to issue 100. That's why every but the Mighty Morphin and the Power Rangers series have both have legacy numberings on it. We're about to issue, hit issue 100 of the series. Uh, where it's a it's a Ryan. It's also Ryan Parrott's last story in the series. He's leaving the book. Um, and the editor of the of the Power Rangers family books is stepping down. Okay. All at this issue 100. So everyone was panicking uh, about the news and who's going forward. And I was like, oh, what the hell is this? Is it an editorial shakeup or is it just someone saying? Right. It, it's like now. Hasbro going, no, 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 we want to do this. And was pulling them out because they now own because they they own now Power Rangers. Sure. What's happening? So um, it turns out that's not all our worries. We are good. Uh, issue 101 is coming out. Um, uh, Melissa Flores, who wrote some issues of uh, Power Rangers in the past. Is taking over with issue 101. Um, she is also an editor for Hasbro, uh, which shows that they still have a good relationship with Hasbro. Uh, Does the- Saban own Hasbro? No, they sold it to Hasbro. They straight up sold the rights to parents to Hasbro. Saban's a crazy motherfucker. I know. I, he's, he's a crazy guy. He, in, he used to work for Fox and like the small little company. And then they he got the rights for Power Rangers, and he had pitched it like t- ten years before that. It's and, crazy. Like the history yeah. is great, and then like he pitched it he again. He's such a good businessman. And he got it, and he sold it to Disney, and then bought it. So it was like Saban error, and then he sold it to Disney, and then Disney had it for a while, and he bought it back for Disney for yeah. a ton of money. And it was Neo Saban error, and then they were like, "No, nope, we sold it to Hasbro now, and Hasbro also, owns Saban it." Saban owns her own film studio. Yes. Yeah. That's what produced the Power Ranger movie. Yeah. Both Power Ranger movies. Yeah, like that's those are like independent films. Yeah, yes, they are. It's, it's fucking insane. great. Yeah, it's awesome. So, it's awesome. Uh, what else pa- did Boom put out? Uh, so Boom ends the Power Ranger era. They are canceling Mighty Morphin. They, so instead of having two books, it would just be one. It would just be called Power Rangers. Okay. Um, they are also bringing back um, uh, Reader Repulsal. She's been missing in the entire series for a while now, but now she's going to be called Mistress Vile, which what? is cool. That's because her father's Master Vile in, in the TV show. Uh-huh. So it's kind of an upgrade for her character. Reader Repulsal uh, is such a cool name, though. I know. And also, if you read previews, the magazine, if you go to the Power Rangers page where it has a solicitation, all it says is SOS in the solicitation, and the pages are torn in it, like, oh, cool. and it says Evil Never Dies. Oh, that's awesome. And I'm like, oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, 
along with that, um, it's all about death and rebirth. That's the whole point. Like, there's major character that's in the sh- not of like of, of like supporting cast. It's kind of cool. Um, and also they announced Volume Two of Power Rangers uh, TMNT. Uh, same career team last time, light, yeah. which is fucking great. And there you are doing Volume Two. Sure. Uh, for Power Rangers, that was it for Power Rangers stuff. Boom Series didn't do any much crazier than that. They really just did a Power Rangers panel. Yeah. Um, next up, I'll jump to Dynamite. Uh, Dynamite is going to publish Gargoyles Season 4. Okay. Uh, written by Greg Weissman, who did the show and the Gargoyles comic, the Marvel comic from the 90s. Um, Interesting because you said Gargoyles? Yes. Gargoyles is a Disney property. Yes, it is. Interesting. I know, because it also brings up the next thing. They're also producing Darkwing Duck. Interesting. As That's a dangerous. Yeah, I, I cannot wait for it, because I want... A part of me wants the way they, they okay. image was doing it. Okay. Like, it was, okay. So Dynamite also does the Shadow. Yes. And the Phantom. Yes. A Darkwing Duck Shadow crossover <laughs> is kind of the best idea ever because because Darkwing Duck is the Shadow. Yeah, he is. Let's get dangerous. Let's get dangerous. He's like everyone's like, oh, Darkwing Duck's like Batman. It's like, no, Darkwing no, Duck is the, the shadow. shadow. Yeah. And that's, he takes, like, yeah, you the gadgets. Know other than me and you? Only Shadow knows. Only oh, Shadow knows. That's the whole point. Yeah. And by the way, th- that sh- the Shadow movie, he does not... In the Shadow movie, he has hypnosis. He doesn't have hypnosis in the comic books. Yeah. And the Shadow wasn't even a comic book character. Like He was a radio, uh, radio star. Which is like the weirdest thing about me, and I know I've talked to you about it, because once upon a time, I wrote like that little radio play yeah. for you guys that we never did. Well, we haven't finished it, technically. Yes. Yes. We... I love audio drama, so and I've I. loved it since I was a little kid. Because my grandpa, like, had them on records. Cool. And they were, like, old, 35. Like, I would listen to The Shadow. I was the only kid who was like, fuck yeah, they're making a Phantom movie? Like, let's get it. And Billy Zane's in it? Like, so, I, I love you know, how... I was like a child. I love how similar our childhoods were. Yeah, I'm like, can we not do that? Um, My grandmother had bought all the Shadow. Like, my, she had everything on cassette tape, so I would listen, sure. she, I would listen to Shadow with her. I yeah. learned about the Phantom through her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like... Old Superman radio serials. Yeah, oh, FYI, for people that don't know that, like, Jimmy Olsen and Kryptonite do not come from comic books. They yeah. were actually just Lex from... Lex Luthor, I think, came. No, Lex Luthor from oh, comics. He, no, that was he was? Comics. Okay. Yeah. You Kryptonite... know Kryptonite was invented? I just found this out. They had given weakness for the radio show. Because the guy who did the radio show had to go on a vacation, so they needed an excuse to put Superman in a coma for a month. Yes. Yes. That's amazing. Uh, also, why can fly? Oh, yeah. That's uh, from the radio show. It's not from yeah, the comic yeah. book. He just jumped. He just, in the beginning, yeah. he just jumped, leaps tall buildings and sling around. Hot tip for those who are married or have children. I'm talking to James. Okay. When I was married, I had to sleep. I had to sleep next to my beautiful wife. No, I, had, <laughs> no, I, right? I slept in the same bed as a woman, and I am like a notorious insomniac, and I didn't like getting up a lot and i also didn't like putting on like television or reading because i had a light on so i got really into new audio dramas because there's a lot on the podcast i already do it and it's a great way to like get your movie tv fix on and get get your stories in as yeah, like, old people say without disturbing your partner it's 100 true like so me and my wife so uh i tend to listen to history uh podcasts sure. when i'm sleeping sure and it's a lot of it's like history about comic book stuff yeah, and yeah, like yeah. dark circle like like i was i i, I listened to uh mary you like the, the weird history guys too yes I yeah do. you've recommended a couple i things, love right? yeah, I'm, I'm a psychopath and yeah. i love weird history shit to people I'm like here watch this yeah. you understand like how the Manhattan project wasn't real yeah, like yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know how into the occult Hitler really is yeah, like, yeah. like why are you talking about this yeah. like I love it yeah um 
like I watched like weird history stuff. Like I was like uh, I was listening to like history catch up the other night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I watched like what are you doing? I'm like I'm, like, I'm, like, I'm, like, I'm so hungry. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah. I'm also very tired. But fucking but all your great. drama is great for that. I, uh, There's a lot of really good uh, for Christmas. Drama. I got a oh I watched I listened to Batman the new one. Uh, yeah, those are fun. That was, that was great. Audible has the that's, Sandman. I that's the next one I want to try. Yeah. Um, but, but there's a lot of good independent audio drama out there from cool. people because it's a great medium uh much like comic books oh, where yeah. you don't need a ton of money to get no. very creative it's true as uh, opposed to film oh 100% where you need John where's my film where's my order drama John I know I know it's so bad I please so finish bad. it so we can actually record it because it's going to be great now Hunter as Iceman is going to be horrible so. <laughs> <I know>. <laughs> <laughs> but me as Magneto I'm going to kill it <laughs> I love how that's the whole time I'm writing. I was like, I'm beeping up that Magneto park because I know it's mine. <laughs> I know. I have the castle on my phone, and I'm like, oh, here Bob Ryder as Professor X. Oh my god, it's so good! It's so good! It's so good! All right, oh, never, mind, never mind. Never mind. Project or after the time. Um, anything else from yes. Dynamite? Uh, oh, does Dynamite do Rocketeer or is that IDW? No, that's IDW. 40th anniversary of yes. the Rocketeer coming up. Yes, it is. Dave oh, Stewart returning. Um, also, Dynamite is putting out uh, a new uh, Peter Cat and Thunderbolt book, uh, which ties into Carlton Comics that used, they used to have, but they still that one particular character went to Dynamite. Yeah, well, those are like the public domain characters that Charlton didn't kind of keep the rights to, right? No, DC just bought them outright, and he was part of the DC canon for a long time. They just sold his part out. Interesting. Yep. That's why it's weird. Yeah, that it's is very. Like, that's why. Oh, that's why. If you look at like Blue Beetle, they don't talk about Dan Garrett in the early days of Blue Beetle because they they changed it to Ted Core yeah. because they didn't own the rights to Dan Garrett because another company owned the rights to Dan Garrett. That's so weird. That's like losing the rights to 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 the first Green Lantern. Yeah, whose name I forgot. Alan, Alan Scott. Yeah, Alan Scott. It's like literally going. We're making a Green Lantern sequel, and he's a successor to the Green Lantern, but we can't talk about this Green Lantern because we don't own the rights to yeah, him. Yeah, yeah. And then like at one point we can talk about it when we we have enough money that we can buy out the rights to the license to it. Uh, that is it for almost comic books. Let's talk about the Marvel comic well, book stuff. Well, first oh, off, wait, um, there's two other independent publishers. Oh, good. Yeah. Dark Horse didn't really do too much other than like their property stuff, but is coming back and writing a book called Hellboy and Love. I still buy all the Hellboy BBRD. I really like Young Hellboy. Right. I really like all the young Hellboys, like Hellboy 1953, Hellboy, that's like, that was such a good idea when Hellboy yes. made it to hell, and then like, BPRD, the apocalypse was going on, it was like, okay, this is a lot, but like, just tell the stories of like, Hellboy in fucking World War II. Right. Like, Bond. It's the, uh, it, it's something I'm gonna get to when we talk about uh, the Marvel movies, because someone, because Screen Crush brought this up, like, telling the missing history of, of a universe, it's always kind of cool to me. It's kind of like the, if you told me, hey, oh, like Gambit, like Gambit books are coming out. Like, we're finding the origin of Gambit. Yep. It is 2022. I know. That character came out in, what, 87, What happened 89? before the Moloids? Was right. he with the Moloids? No, 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 no. He was, uh, when he first appears, like, he, like, his first appearance in X-Men, whatever, I forgot the number. Was it the Marauders or the Moloids? He was part of Marauders. Okay. Because this was lucky. He lived in the sewer. He was Sinister's lucky. Yeah. Um, but what I'm happening was, like, we didn't, no one knew his origin, but, like, you know his powers, like, yeah, yeah. like spinny guy cards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's not how it was in the origin. Yeah, yeah. he like would t- like pick up something and like stare at it, and like lasers would shoot out of his eyes to charge yeah, 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 yeah. it. 
And there was like Chris Claremont because he wrote the issue. Sure. Uh, he wrote X Men Forever and he wrote X Men The End, which uh, I fucking love. Great book. I love both. All of those, books. the end books. The are end amazing. was great. So in X Men The End, it's revealed that, oh, Sinister's a clone. Like, uh, Gambit's a clone of Mr. Sinister. Yeah. And he's a. Why not? He's, well, Sinister made him to go after Cyclops mm-hmm. uh, because he knew he couldn't make. Look at this guy's ridiculous fashion and tell me he's not an ancestor of Mr. Sinister. Well, that's just because... Oh, Look the, at how flashy Gambit is. And that's the outfit the Assassin's the, the assassin Guild wears. And that's... Oh, sorry, the Thieves Guild wears. So that's not his, like, a sinister thing. That's just, like... A weird Louisiana thing. Yeah, but still, like looking that fresh, like there you have is to be. A, a panel in <laughs> X Men: The End, um, and it shows him like disguised as Mister Sinister, mm. and like he goes, "Well, I know my parents. Like I know where I came from now. Like why he has, why well, Sinister had this weird obsession with Gambit for like a long time in the comics, and like so they reveal like, well, I cloned you using Scott's and mine's DNA." Mm-hmm. I'm like, he's like, you're my son. To make you my perfect lover. Well, he's like, I mean, that'd be a sinister <laughs> to thing. To make too. you the hottest person ever. Yes, that's also a sinister thing. I'm like, <laughs> that's what I'm Well, no, the sinister thing, you know, I think my favorite sinister thing is like, I made, uh, I have a, a whole underground society and it's a machine that just pumps out versions of me because it, it was like a Victorian era, like, yeah. Sinister talking to another clone of Sinister going, I just got born, where's my job? You're, well, you, this is your job, you make shoes, and this is why, and goes, explains society, and goes, that machine over there pumps out clones of us, but if that clone dies, if that thing dies, half of us become female, so we can procreate and make more, more of us. Me. yeah. But then, once the machine's back up, we just all turn back to men. Because, apparently, since you can not stand women, even though he has a harem of Madeline clones. Mm-hmm. It's in... I love yeah, him yeah. so and, much. And, like, Sinister, it's like, why does he have a purple gem on his forehead? Because it's fucking cool. Well, they're exploring that, like, uh, so they're exploring <laughs> that in, uh, They're exploring that now, because, like, uh, they ran into another clone, uh, spoiler for X-Men number 11 and 12 that came out last two months, and they found, like, Dr. Stasis. They finally, like, Scott was fighting Dr. Stasis. And it's weird that, like, Sinister's only weakness is, like, Scott's optic blast. Sure. Like, no one knows why. Like, yeah, that is weird. It's the only thing that can actually damage him. So, like, he's Scott's fighting Stace, Dr. Stasis, and Dr. Stasis is hurting. Like, what the fuck? So, he takes off the helmet, and it's sinister. But instead of a diamond, it's a club's symbol on his head. Oh, wow. So, there might be other clones of Sinister. That Maybe he it has to do with the Gambit cards. Uh, that's the whole... Welcome oh, to my fucking wow, suit of Sinister. There, yeah, like, Interesting. Our big house? joke that uh, Travis and I always do on the podcast is like Sinister with the shoulder pads trying to walk through a door <laughs> and it like not being wide enough and him having to like so sideways. sideways through. No, no, my favorite is like him and Exodus fighting about like wearing a cape. Yeah. Like who, who's got the best plumage? And he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, no, I do. Like, you, like he, and Exodus doesn't care. He's like, he's like, this is not why I'm fighting you. If you guys ever do a Hellboy episode, I would like to be on that because I. Just, we did Hellboy. Oh, did you? I yes. just fucking love Hunter Hellboy. Because Hunter did it. I love Hellboy. Because Hunter was my... Because I'm like, I don't read Hellboy. Oh, I've been reading uh, like, it since I was a little kid. But I... I and I've said this before. Well, there not are, a little kid. I was in high school. Right. There will be times when we do episodes that seem like that they're dual topics. But it's because, like, something has happened or changed and... Or something amazing, like something massive is happening to a character. Well, yeah, there was that Hellboy movie that came Right, out. so normally we would just do, like, we did a History of Hellboy uh, mini so, uh, episode, and like, all right, cool, but, like, it really was just, like, a kind of a filler episode. That, but, like, epi- we, that movie bummed me out. I heard that. I heard it's not good. Because the director's so good, he made a horror film called The Descent, which is, like... I love that movie. Oh, <sighs> it's one of the best. It's I love such it. I love a the good ending. monster That movie. ending's so good. It's so good. And he did a, uh, a smaller movie before that called uh, Dog Soldier which is like a werewolf movie 
that's what I moved to. But holy moly. And he got, like, professional ballerinas and dancers to be the werewolves. Yeah. So they moved, like, really cool. And it was, like, all practical. Great little movie. The yep. guy who plays uh, Pennysworth in Gotham. Okay. Alfred uh, from Gotham is so the lead in that film. He's also, like, the the pilot in Event Horizon. Okay. He's just, like, one of those character actors from the 90s. And every time I see him, I'm like, that guy is the best. Um, Hellboy and Love sounds great. Yes. And the only real image news that came out, there's two things. Uh, Wes Craig is doing, like, a Deadly Class spinoff, writing and drawing. Yes. I, I love Wes Craig. I love He's the, awesome. And when I first started coming into the shop, it was right when Deadly Class came out. And one of the things that uh, owner of Androids, Anthony and I bonded over, was our mutual love for growing up and skateboarding and listening to punk bands. And listening to, like, Dead Kennedys and the Misfits. And then I was like, holy shit, during the image boom... There's this really punk rock comic that was like written by a punk guy that just, you know, I want more Deadly Class. Right. And then the big news. The dramatic pause. I like pregnant, pause, like pregnant pause. Todd McFarlane announced that there's a Batman spawn crossover 48 issues written by McFarlane and drawn by Mr. Greg Capullo. Yes. Um, this Stoked on that. It is called, I think it's called Devil's Due, or it's something, it is a continuation of what they had set up in the 90s. It also shows that DC, this is the first intercompany crossover from DC in a very long time. That's not Wildcats. That's, that's not within Wild their, Storm, yeah, not within their own continuity, yeah. or what, uh, property they own. Ghibli uh, property. Right. Um, Drifter. Uh, Drifter, I'm sorry. I'm thinking of, <laughs> what's the last one? Oh, the last one they did was Batman Team and Team. Yes, Batman, TMNT, and then the weird uh, Fortnite bullshit. I don't count those. Okay. I don't count those because those are really written and created by DC writers. And they're like, here, Fortnite, just throw your name on it and you want to make money. Yeah, yeah, Like, yeah. it's very, like the same thing Marvel's doing it right now. Like, it's not really a inter-company crossover. Funny enough, they do mention the, the, the DC crossover in the Marvel one. Uh, which is cool because they talk about the the bad guy that was in uh, the the DC one. I'm like, oh, those tea bags. Uh, oh, God, dark side in it or some shit. I can't. I yeah. fucking this generation. I want more Greg Capullo spawn. I know you do. It's like a very immature thing to say, but Greg Capullo draws great monsters. Yeah, draws a hell of a cape floating in the wind, and Spawn and Batman have two of the best capes. He's a sense. wonderful, like he's a wonderful uh, creator. I think. McFarlane doing this is more... I think, honestly, I like intercompany crossovers. I've always liked them. It's a very big part of my fandom. It's the it's the, the, the fan fiction-y wet dream. Well, we grew up in, like, the, the, the golden age of that. Yeah. Like, you like there have, were Avengers Justice League crossovers every couple of years. I got that. The, the book that came out, the reprint. Yeah. Which I don't... I, I bought it. I'm like, but it's fucking crazy. Like, I read that and went... And they, they in the back of it goes. There was supposed to be like a, a, a third volume to this. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, oh, but like, why can't you can't you guys get your collective head out of your own asses? Well, now it's it's a bigger game. It's money. It's well, money. Intellectual properties mean something different now. Not even because if it really was that, we wouldn't be getting anything ever. Yeah, but it's fucking spawn. Like, but it doesn't matter. Like, we're getting powers of TMNT. It's owned by Hasbro. One's owned by I forgot who owns TMNT. Yeah, but TMNT is not the Avengers. No, but like that's my whole point, though. It's like. The it's Avengers the, is a brand, like the brand. I know, brand. I know. That's the brand. But it's more about like, but like the fact that like DC's doing it with Image, it has less to do with. It has, I think it has less to do with money and who, and more to do with who we get along with. Like DC, oh DC, I love that they're not doing it with more. Like DC, not to sound like a hater, but like 
the image revolution happened because Marvel sucked. Yeah. And like Marvel still like is kind of douchey. Kind of douchey. Uh, it's true. Um, like the oh, and the last crossover wasn't Batman Team and T. It was uh Justice League Ruby. Do you think Jim Lee is the olive branch here? I think a lot of it, a lot of it has to do with Jim Lee being like, "Hey, uh, we should do this." Yeah. I also believe that it's more of discovery and new people in charge going, "Why are we not doing this? They sell well. Why are we not doing intercompany crossovers?" I understand us not working with Marvel because it's more of a headache trying to be like, "And we get this much money." No, we get this much yeah, money, yeah, yeah. and I think that's what the what stops. Like Marvel DC crossovers, like they used to do in the past, whether it's like, oh, Batman and Superman teaming up, or oh, it's not Batman and Superman, like, uh, like, oh, we're gonna do a Captain America Batman book. Sure, you know, like written by John Byrne, that's canon to your just your Superman Batman Generations book. Yeah, it's yeah, it's true by the way. George Perez is gonna draw the fucking Batman Captain America crossover, right? Or like whatever. they Superman, have, yeah. America, yeah, like you're not doing like, and it's not like they don't want to. It has more of like, well, how much of this is my money? Well, I don't know. Well, how much is it going to be ours? Because, you know, our guy is writing it, really. Well, not really. Your guys are all freelance, so why? No, 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 but we it's my character, so who's going to win the fight? Like, that's the problem. Yeah. You know, that's yeah, what... who's going to win? Right. That, that's, that's, the Vin Diesel problem. The Fast and Furious yes. problem, where everything is a math problem. Like, you know, Statham can throw 10 punches, but Vin has to throw 12. Yeah, it's very much like... <laughs> it's, it's, it's the biggest fucking, like... like Dick measuring contest in the fucking world. And it's, it's absolutely annoying. But I like when they do anything up in a grocery store. I'm the first one to always buy them. I know you are. Because they're fun and they're <laughs> yeah. stupid. Because they're fun and stupid. Because they're fun and stupid. Like, it's cool. Like, it's cool to watch. It's, it's like being kid playing with your toys going, oh, I'm going to play with Goku. And Goku's going this. And then Superman comes in there, yeah. pow. And Spawn's the best toy. And, like, he's like, Spawn's here. And he, oh, 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 yeah. oh it, just, it just happens to be able to take the cable from Spawn and put it on Goku. Yeah, and yeah, that yeah. Goku has Spawn's cape. And, like, Marvel got so burned by... McFarland and and Neil Gaiman and mm -hmm. all those guys with the spawn ship with Angela and all that. Well, that's well, they burned McFarland, right? They burned McFarland, but McFarland also fought for no reason because he his deal was through a fucking handshake that he made behind a closed door, like. And the, and the guy he made a handshake didn't even own the rights. Yeah, I know. It's amazing. <laughs> like, if you look at the Miracle Man, like, history and the, the actual lawsuit, it's the funniest lawsuit in comics. And so how Angelo was involved? Because it, what ended up happening was, and this, I will cover this in another episode, when we get close to the Miracle Man coming mm -hmm. out, I will do a whole Miracle Man episode. I will have multiple people on it. That yeah, it's great. Different great comic. But what happened was... We both did the same thing. We were talking about before we yeah, went on the like, air. Yeah. James and I both did the same thing before it went over to Marvel, like, way before that, where we... We both drove around to every comic book yeah. shop on Long Island and bought up all the Eclipse yep. Miracle Man. It was like the I did the same thing. It was fucking great. Like me and my brother-in-law, it was his idea because he's a big Miracle Man fan. And he was like, let's do this. I'm like, all right, cool. And uh, we got in the car. Me and him drove around every comic shop on Long Island. And I remember going, this has been a fucking long day. And I haven't bought shit for myself. I hunt down books for you, you dumb fuck. The eighth one is The Birth. Yes, eight or eight or nine. Yeah, that was like the hard one because no, and the problem was like like so we uh, we went to this comic shop on the island. I won't say who got out like blasting comic shops unless they're completely shit bags. Um, and we were start with the T. Uh, no, okay. maybe. Yeah, <laughs> I can't spell. Okay, um, but I'll tell you off mic. Okay. Um, and they were like we. Went there, pulled out of the back issue bin, and he had a companion. Oh, shit, they have the Miracle Man, the Komodo companion. Cool. He pulls up to the register, and the guy was like, oh, it was like, it was like $4 in the back issue bin. And then he's like, I'll go. He went on eBay. It's like 80 bucks. Oh, was, I hate that. And both me and my, my brother were like, this is fucking stupid. 
I'm like, this is bullshit. And the guy, like, eventually they were like, oh, yeah, yeah, it's fine. But, like, this is the only time we'll do this for you, like, type of bullshit. I'm like, mm, go fuck yourself. And yeah. that's why I've never been back there in a long time. Good stuff. Uh, but I'll tell you which store that was at off mic. Because uh, they can go fuck themselves. The they? Marvel news. We uh, still haven't gotten Yeah, I know. So, I want to run through the Marvel stuff. It's not much. It's not very exciting. So, Marvel announced Tiger Division, uh, which is South Korean version of the Avengers. They were introduced in Taskmaster and in Black Cat. Okay. Um, they're kind of like a split between agents, agents of Atlas and, um, some of those guys are now Tiger Division. Okay. Um, you have Captain America Cold War, which is the Captain America event tying both the Sam Wilson, uh, Sam Wilson, Captain America, sorry. Yeah. Central of Liberty. Central of Liberty and Civil Truth. Yeah. Uh, books combining both of them for a crossover event, which also brings back Nomad, but it's not, uh, Zola's son. It's a new Nomad for the book. Fine. Um, Maybe they'll do a Who is Nomad? I know. You have the sequel to Extreme X-Men written by Chris Claremont coming out, which is a direct sequel to the original book, uh, which is ridiculous that it's coming out this late. That's fun, though. It's five cool. issues of yeah. Claremont writing the X-Men. Cleaning up his run. his run. Cleaning up his run. That was and, when Rogue had the red costume? Yes. Yeah. And would have the sleek, red, sweet, hot like, costumes. Yeah, the yeah, stage yeah, was yeah. there. That's what the Books of Destiny arc. And, yeah, it's a weird run. I like that run. <laughs> so do I, actually. You have um, X-Men, Spider-Man, Venom crossover called Dark Web, uh, which we talked about last week. Uh, they have the official full announcement this uh, today uh, with Chasm and Madeline, uh, Madeline Pryor, a.k.a. Goblin Queen, teaming up. Uh, you have an introduction of a new character called Hollow's Eve. This is the end of the Zeb Wells, Ryan Stegman. Yes, run of Spider-Man. Yes. Um, but also, is it? Because there's another book coming. This will be two Spider-Man books coming out current concurrently. Amazing and objective Spider-Man. The Objective Spider-Man book is the Dan Slot book. Yes. Um, that that one. Yep, I'm looking at it right now. Yes. I'm happy to see Mark Bagley drawing Spider-Man again. Yep. Um, Even though he looks like a child. Yeah, how Bagley draws him. He draws him in ultimate style. He's all a forever teenager. I like Bagley. So do I. Um, you have spinning out of Dark Web. You have Golden Goblin coming out, which is a <laughs> miniseries. Uh, Norman Osborn is no longer Green Goblin. Um, he is now the Golden Goblin. He is also the financer of Spider-Man. That's why Spider-Man has Goblin Tech. And John Romita Jr. will be drawing a monthly for a while. Yes. First time in a while. Yes. I mean, he's been doing Spidey. Interior yes. on a monthly basis. Yes, he's from the beginning. I have not been reading Spider-Man yeah. in a while. After he's, been <laughs> reading, he's been reading, he's been, uh, since, um, Wells took over. Interesting. He's been doing it from the get-go. Interesting. In interior. Um, and then we have, uh, of course... With the announcement of Moon Girl Devil Dinosaur TV show coming out, uh, there's Moon Girl Devil Dinosaur book. The, yep. Like the synergy. Um, there is a new FF writing team coming out. We don't know who yet. Yeah. Um, because uh, Slot is leaving with issue 46. Um, and there will be fillers. Uh, with, uh, Data Proposed will be filling in the middle, which is an AXE tie in. Uh, Slot's uh, leaving in November. Yeah, issue 46. Yep. Because 45 was the end of Reckoning War, and then the four, there's one issue he's doing afterwards, uh, introducing uh, uh, Reed's sister, mystery sister, uh, and then Propose is taking over during AXC crossovers. Did you see Venom number 11, Brian Hitch is doing the art now? Yes. And the, Brian Hitch has been doing the art from the get-go. Yeah, but the new suit, he has, like, spider eyes. I hate it. It's crazy. I like it. I, like, I like Brian Hitch's artwork, but also that... I said this yesterday to Ant. I'm like, when the fuck did Venom come up so complicated? And it wasn't during Kate's run. Because, like, Kate's made it, like, a little complicated. Like, Kate's made it so complicated. No, he introduced a planet god. That's fine. That didn't bother me, because it was very easy going... 
we already knew the Clintor had a planet. Like they were a planet. Did you know that they were the beginning of the universe and there was light and dark and they were the dark that was the beginning of the universe mm-hmm. and they actually chased the Silver Surfer off of his world to like start everything? Like, well, that's uh, the the Silver Surfer block I don't talk about. I love Silver it's Surfer. So, I don't like it. I hate Chad Moore's fucking art. I love it. I think Chad Moore is also doing a, doc, a, a Doctor Strange book. Perfect. Yeah. That is a perfect matchup of an artist and material. Yes, he's doing uh, Doctor Strange. Ghost Rider, Vengeance Forever. Yes. 50 years of Ghost Rider, all the Ghost Riders. Yes. Um, and then we have our mystery project, but if, if you want to continue everything else. Oh, the before we talk about the mystery project, Jason Aaron's Avengers are yes. officially coming to the end. With, with a, uh, Avengers Assemble. Avengers Assemble Alpha, Which with is, Brian Hitch also doing yes. the art. It's going to be a tie-in of Avengers... Uh, and Avengers Forever. It's like the biggest Avengers lineup of all time. Yeah, and Avengers 1 million BC. It's going to be the entire, the, just wrapping up, it's the them fighting Professor story. I'm so happy for the Aaron Avenger era to be over. I know you like <laughs> I it. it. I just, I need a new team on Avengers. I think if they didn't do this big overarching story that kind of got delayed here and there, I think it would have been, it, it would have gone down like Hickman's Avengers. I disagree. I, I see the appeal, it just, I don't know, I don't know, I haven't liked Jason Aaron's Avengers, and especially coming off of the the Bendis into Hickman, Yeah, like it just was... I get it, I think yeah. the whole thing, I also think the biggest thing with Aaron's Avengers is that they, so the way they, they the way they pitched it is like, the Avengers, are, these are the your six Avengers. And the seventh seat that exists, like because Doctor Strange was in the first uh, mm-hmm. arc, it's a seventh rotating seat. So we'll have different Marvel guys come in and fill that seat in and be based on like the story arc. And that's really cool. And then it was Blade, and then Blade just stayed. Yes. And I'm like, cool. This it was like too and long. Robbie Ray as Ghost Rider. I love it. I liked all that stuff. I liked the mythology part of it. Like the Avengers mean something greater. So like it, it, it was kind of felt like very new universe. So like, hey, there okay. are symbols to the universe. Building off of Hickman stuff. There are symbols of powers to the universe. Starbrand, Nightmask, there are yeah, powers yeah, yeah, yeah. and symbols in the universe that Hickman which laid is out. A new universe. Right. Yeah. Which exactly, which Hickman then laid out in his Avengers run, and then we never talked about it. Yeah. And then like now we're like, hey, no, there are powers and symbols in the in the universe, and it stems from these six. Do you like like Jim Shooter era Marvel a lot? Depends. I like because that was the tightest the continuity had like that's also because he been. started writing comics when he was 13 years old and, writing legion so and he was just like such a psycho to continuity that's me that's what i mean jim shooter was like and then when they started saying like hey back off he's like fuck you yeah. new universe yep and then when they said no he's like fuck you valiant yep. and then acclaim bought valiant like yeah. i like i always admire jim shooter as much as he was like a nutcase uh, that's all they like i don't like the the tactics like i get like i get being hard ass but like you can't treat your boys like shit yeah you um, have to pay them yeah like they're that. also the thing that like led to the super corrupt marvel that led to the image revolution and yeah. the downfall of marvel like, exactly so yeah. like i i get it I well again you have to look at Shooter's history. Shooter was writing comics when he was thirteen years old for DC Comics. Yeah, Legion he of Superheroes. was writing. He was writing a bunch of comics and then Legion of Superheroes. Yeah, at fucking thirteen. Yeah, like he knew the industry in and out. He grew up in that industry, yeah. so I get his hard assness. I get his sick life because when you're around it, you're like, I can make this better. And then you got the opportunity to make I can it make better, this tighter. And he did. Yeah. And that's why I. That's why I like Hickman's run the stuff. That's why I like yeah. Aaron's always. Hey, these are all throwbacks to like stuff you've been reading. Yeah, like not only was he reading Silver Age comics when he was a kid, he was writing Silver Age comics when he was a kid. So when like 
the Marvel era and the space age of the United States happened and like comics were like, no continuity, continuity, continuity. And he got his opportunity to like get his foot in the door with Marvel editorial. And, yeah. Like, he was like, 70s. continuity matters guys. Yeah. He's like everything Marvel from like the late seventies to throughout that Chris Claremont's X-Men. Yep. That's all the way up until like 1989, 1990, like new yeah. universe was the end of yeah. run. Um, it's just so tight, and and when Hickman jumped on the Avengers, it felt like, oh, this is like so inspired by that Jim Shooter. Yes, like Marvel, like continuity. Like West Coast Avengers. Like I love that stuff. <laughs> I know, and it's whole thing, like this whole like bigger universe. Uh, I guess we'll talk about the mystery project then. Yeah. So like Hickman and uh, Sheedy teased something for twenty twenty three, where it was. Something about the, how the natural the natural order of things meets the uh, natural order of things meets the creator of every or like, creator of everything or like oh my god creator of the universe. But then I they asked, the "What does that mean?" And Hickman said, "It's like the Sandman of the Marvel universe," and then walked off stage. Which I hate that. Like that's a thing. You said you think it's Miracle Man. I'm wrong. I'm a hundred percent wrong. Oh, here's a quote by the way. What happens when the powers that be meet the natural order of things? Um, I really hope this is not the Eternals, dude. I, I so do I. I don't think I don't think it's Eternals though. I do not think it's Eternals. If you're gonna get because he's to make not people care about the Eternals, Hickman would be Hickman the hates guy. Eternals because he like he, so his whole thing when he joined the X Men books was like he goes I only read two books growing up in my entire life Justice Justice League, League and X Men. That's why his Avengers run is just Justice League story. Yeah, like and his, and his Fantastic Four story is is just a, a, a super science space. Yeah, case. yeah, it's Legion of Superheroes, it's, right? Yeah, it's, or, or Challenger of the Unknown. No, yeah, it's Challenger of the Unknown. Exactly. Yeah. So he's like, this is what I read. So I, so I said Miracle Man, but then I forgot Neil Gaiman's writing it. Yeah, but Neil Gaiman is finishing his run. Yes, which has been written for like thirty years. Right. So what happens? Let's say so Miracle Man comes out when this is what for October. What if Hickman's launching the new new universe? No, it's not gonna be that hard because the new universe didn't sell well for them. And it has to be a team book. Yeah, it has to be a team book. It has to be a flagship title. So figure so this is for 2023, right? So figure Miracle Man ends. Okay, so there's no team on Fantastic Four announced, but Hickman has done Fantastic Four. He wouldn't go back. And, it, and they and they did a, the reason why they did a compass is a reason why they did the compass as the like teaser. And Aaron's leaving the Avengers, and we haven't announced a replacement, but there's no way he's going. He's back. not going back. They, they don't. No writer ever really goes backwards. Like Slot's writing Spider Man, but that's a little bit different. Who's doing Thor when Kate leaves? Kate's not leaving for a long time. He's not at the door yet. Who's doing Hulk when Kate leaves? Hulk's not. He's not giving up Hulk for a long time. What's the other property? Like, uh, what's the other big property that Marvel? Nothing has? crazy. Spider Man is. It's done. We have a team. Yeah, it's like Spider Man. You have like Avengers. It's not Cap. It's not Thor. It's not Hulk. It's not like the any of the X Men. It's, it's not Daredevil. It's not Daredevil. Zdarsky's on that. Zdarsky will die with that book. Um, I think really what this is... And that's not a Pikmin's Alley. No, and it's not... It's something big. It's not that strange. That's why I hate that I think it's the Eternals. It's... The reason why... So, is I... It, what else is cosmic? Guardians. Guardians. They're the... And what what is going on with the Guardians? Nothing. There, there's no Guardians comes at all. There hasn't been since, um... Shit. It could be Guardians. It could be Guardians. Or next year's event. But if Which Hickman might... did the Abbott and Landing scope, right. if Hickman did what Abbott and Landing did for Marvel Cosmic back in the mid to He'll late 2000s. He'll have a fucking run that can last forever. 
It would be fucking sick. Yep. But also, it could be... I think we just cracked it. Or it could be the Eternity War. Yeah, that's Guardians. Yeah. Eternity... That's all I'm saying. The, the, the creator of the universe and natural order of things. They just introduced Eternity in this fucking... Movie, yep. Thor movie. Yep. I'm thinking Eternity too, but like, you're going to base a book on Eternity where you're doing a Celestials book? But it's not. Like giant robots talking to yeah, each other? Yeah, but it's not going to be that. Like, also, remember, Miracle Man is supposed... So, the, the post... The, so... Miracle Man's gonna be on every cover of the Marvel books coming out. Jesus. If you, if you, yeah, if you, oh, I gotta show you. Because some of them, there's one that's about like my background on my Twitter, um, which is fucking great because I love it. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. It's Captain Marvel. It's like Marvel with Mr. Mir- Miracle and uh, with Miracle Man. Uh, and it's, it's a, a thing me, my, my brother in law, see? It's him with Storm. Yeah, and I mean, they're doing a lot with Marvel. Yeah. Marvel's son. The genus book, I really think it's either my two things are this is uh, the Attorney Wars event that he's trying to build. And you know what Hickman loves? Big events. Captain Universe. He does. <laughs> he loves Captain Universe. Like, I could see him going, We're going to build a defender. Oh, so uh, he also was like, Oh, so there's a t- all the all the covers with Miracle Man on them. Some of them think, Oh, it's just fun, t- fun uh, coverage, but then some of them actually matter to the universe. We won't tell you which ones are going to be universe things, but some of them are going to fucking matter. There's a, a Spider-Man one with him on it. Yeah. With him and Spider-Man. They're like, so uh, Miracle Man's going to be in the Marvel Universe. Yes. Weird. And I think this is where we go. I think this Attorney Wars book or whatever this uh, thing with Hickman is, is going to be the way you introduce him. Sure. Because you can't just be like, this guy, this dude is here. Like, like that's a fucking thing. Yeah, you get the guy who's famous for reinventing the... Like creating the bar, right? Like you can't just be like, and boop, he's here. Like it doesn't yeah. work that way. It just doesn't feel right. Like in no. this, but having them fight eternity and the death of eternity burts this fucking dude because he gets. And his then pop. have him do the next cancer verse or the next um, annihilation. Annihilation. Yeah, like it's um. Yeah, you have things like where like so. In the comics, Miracle Man gets his powers from like the 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 creation of everything. Like it's a key. It's like the, 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 the harmonic key of the universe something. Sure. I'm like, that's the natural order of things. Like, oh, maybe this eternity thing may tie that and Miracle Man will all tie together and Hickman's doing like a Guardians of the Galaxy Yeah, but he teased mystic stuff with the... He mentioned the Sandman. But like, Sandman's not mystical. I don't think like... That's more of an ethereal, like, mental thing. Yeah, but it's like goth magic. Right. But it's, <laughs> but it's like the endless and like the endless and like the... They're all... Cosmic it's fantasy, but it's, but it's, it's fantasy, hard fantasy. But it's it, it's but it's cosmic fantasy. Yeah, it's very HP Lovecrafty. Sure, like it's very much like this is like the universe. But then, like when you blink your eyes, that second you blinked, you died, and sure, then you sure. walked this entire mile. Yeah, 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 here yeah, and, yeah, you know, yeah, between yeah. here and tomorrow, and then you know you met this girl, and she's like, oh, and then you, and then that life lived its own, own life. life, and yeah, you yeah. opened your eyes, and that was the that entire second you were gone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. like that's very sad. Any cosmic nonsense, yeah, yeah, yeah. like ethereal, like how the world bleeds against itself. Yeah, you know. By the way, I made that up right there on the spot, so sounds I feel good. great sounds about like myself. An story. <laughs> I know, right? It sounds like that's a Sandman story. I know. Uh, so that's the whole thing. So I'm very much like this is great, but like here we go. And then remember when Comic Con was actually about comics? I know we spent a lot of time talking about comics, but the big news out of Comic Con barely had anything to do with comic books itself. I know. Are you excited for 
any of the big because this is going to be a kind of big year for fantasy. Yes, with like a capital F fantasy. Yes, uh, you can run that out. You can run all those down yourself because okay. I didn't watch any of those trailers. How do you feel about this Game of Thrones spinoff? I like it. I can't wait. The Targaryens are my least—they're—they're they're the least interesting. Oh, they're part. the the most boring family you can think of. They are they—that's like going. You know what we're going to do in uh, uh in this universe? Give the 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 fan the most corrupted weird family a, a entire story. Yeah, you are you know their story already. You that's the whole purpose of this show. A Lannister like the comeuppance of the Lannisters, like them like fucking and killing their way to the top, would have been so yeah. much fun. Yeah. Baby Cersei screwing Robert Baratheon and Jamie killing the Targaryen king. That's all I want to see. I know you do. And I, I I hope it's good. I hope House of the Dragon's good. I'm not sold by this trailer. It'll pro I don't know even know if it'll people will watch it after the bad taste that this season finale had. I think people mouth. I think very much like this is where we get to go. Let's try this again. Maybe. I, I think that's where we see things sometimes. How do you feel about Lord of the Ring, the Ring of Power? Uh, I like it. I like it too. It's gonna be fun. People I, are hating on it. People are dumb racist sometimes. Because people are dumb racist trolls. Yeah, that's how that works. It's the toxic fandoms where you go with they, they can't be black. I'm like, what are you talking they're about? Elves, bro. Who cares? Like they're not real. Yeah. <laughs> like I, I like I would understand if you were like, hey, I don't like this because it's a. Uh, there's no reason to make them this color or race because you're making it from an adaptation. Like, I use Jurassic Park as a big thing. The daughter in Jurassic Park is black in the book. Yeah. And she's black in the movie. And people yeah. are like, oh, well, why is she black in the movie? Because she's black in the book, you idiot, if you read the fucking book series. But she came so late in the book, the franchise, it didn't make sense. And also, she was being lost world. one of the things people are like, why are they making Lord of the Rings political? But, like, Lord of the Rings was this commentary one on Tolkien coming out of the First World War. Yes. And then seeing the industrialization of the world. The world. And how poison it how poison nature. Yeah. That's why Sauron and like everything around the mountain is all fucking fire and fire smoke and metal. and metal and it's like everything's dark and gray and all the orcs all always look like covered in soot and yeah. it's like that's because and then you look at the elves and all all these other fucking creatures that like and the hobbits are one with nature. They're very like not clean, but they're dirty in a very different way. They're, but they live off the land, right? They're dirty because they were out in the dirt. They're they they they're one with nature. They commune with nature. They're not they're, industrialized, right? So oh shit, it's political. It's just like it's the whole joke I have with people going, oh, comics on politics. Like no, you're just too young to realize it. Yeah. Like now that you're old, enough, they're the literal like, embodiment of social justice warriors. Yeah, like that's what they do. Yeah, like if you didn't realize everything you've read and touched, it's some sort of policy or commentary on something else in society. And the original, um, the 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 Return of the King, the original Lord of the Rings novels, there's a whole epilogue where the hobbits make it back to the Shire, mm -hmm. and uh, Saruman has been living in the guise and has industrialized the Shire. And then there's a whole fight scene where they have to kill Saruman again because <laughs> he's trying to industrialize the, uh, so it's like, I think this looks cool. The new trailer, if you watch it, has like a post stinger where they show like the Balrog, which is like the most metal thing ever. Yeah. And I'm like, fuck yeah. The biggest gamble, I think of all the big fantasy franchises, a big make or break thing Paramount Studios made a billion dollars with Top Gun. Yeah. They're not going to make another Top Gun. No. They have a couple Golden Geese right now. Right. They're all Tom Cruise related. Fast and Furious. 
No, no, they have Universal's Fast and Furious. <laughs> Paramount Pictures has Mission Impossible. Don- they have Tom Cruise. Yeah. And they have franchises. Well, now they have Dungeons and Dragons. Oh, my God. Yeah. And they're making Dungeons so and Dragons Honor Amongst Thieves. Okay. So, I, so as a, as a child of the 90s, of the 80s and 90s, there are certain things you just don't do. There's properties you don't, in your head, sound fun. World of uh, Warcraft. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, any game or anything that's an RPG should not be a movie. Travis has been saying there's not a lot of role-playing in this, where he kind of like wants it to be like people calling out what the characters are doing. Right. And thinks that would be... Like, oh, man, use Magic Missile. I'm going to use Magic yeah, Missile. that's like his pitch. And then, like, have live-action people playing out, like, a huge budget fantasy thing in their head. I and mean, it's not... But that's not what this is. But here's the thing. Stranger Things, apparently, is the biggest thing in the world. Yes. And people that. are playing Dungeons & Dragons again. Yeah, but that's different. But they're also playing Dungeons & Dragons. It's different than going, I'm going to play Dungeons & Dragons with my friends and, and roll this out with us... And then me sitting down and watching Lord of the Rings. I'm not playing Lord of the Rings. I'm watching Lord of the Rings. It's a very different medium but you're translating. that's the shit you're into. Yeah, it's great that I'm into fantasy. Yeah. But like the problem with Dungeons & Dragons as a movie, it's not Dungeons & Dragons. It's just a fantasy movie with Dungeons & Dragons logo on it. Yeah, but it's like got the characters. It's got the classes. Cool. Any fantasy book and movie can do that. That's my problem with that. Like, don't call it Dungeons & Dragons. Like, cool, you have a bard. You have an orc. You have a... Awesome. Every fucking... Okay, you just said you have a bard. Cool. That's not cool. I know. Chris Pratt is starring in this, and his class is a bard, which is like... The guy who doesn't know how to play, you let him play as a bard, and as you're going into battle, they roll, and it's like, oh, you roll the six, take out a lute and sing a song? Yeah. I know, because my friends play D&D. Yeah. Michelle Rodriguez is playing a barbarian, which is adorable. Which, again, awesome. It's, how do you think Vin Diesel feels about he's his upset. girl? He's upset. He's very upset about this. Being in the Dungeons Dragons. He's about. not. You think he's, like, helping her? Like, no, I don't think she's me. helping her. I, I think he's like trying to like trying to suck enough dick to get into the next one. Yeah, like that's how that went down. He was too busy doing the mocap for Arc Two. Right, like that's why he's like, I want to be in the next one. Yeah, like he's like, I'm ready for the next campaign. I'm writing the movie. He's writing the movie for this campaign. Like, if this movie ends and it's a bunch of kids around the table playing, that would be so. That'd cool. be the best ending. But it's probably not. Like, that would be cool. But this is the beginning of like a franchise. That's, that's so what dumb Paramount to me. thinks. That's the stupidest thing. Paramount only franchises Mission Impossible right now, um, and those movies cost way too much and rely on a single man being the craziest person. That's the, the dumbest thing I've ever heard. It's dumb. Like I, just choosing Dungeons and Dragons as your franchise. Yeah, like again, I. They also have they own Hasbro, right? No, they have a partnership with Hasbro. Yeah, that's what I mean. Because they put out the but, Battleship movie. Yep. The... But, they, but they don't, not anymore, because Hasbro has their own uh, studio called Allspark Studios. Oh, yeah. Yep. And they have a deal with Netflix. That's why Parents is going there. That's why Transformers series is going over there. Like, that's why there's no tra- Parents on TV. And that's anymore. all being distributed by DreamWorks because of Steven Spielberg. Yep. Because he did the Transformers mm-hmm. movies. Yeah, yep, that yep. makes more sense. So that's my whole thing. Like, it's not. That'd be like making Death Dealer or moving on. It's not Death Dealer, it's Sons of Dragons. And he's a warrior. Well, speaking of, they showed a trailer for the heavy metal. I know. Movie. 
I like the original Heavy Metal movie. I like the original Heavy Metal movie a lot. I still buy Total Heavy Boobage. Metal whenever you get it, like yeah. four times a year in the store. Yeah. I've Total read Boobage. it since I was a kid. It's the best episode of South Park. Yeah, I think um, Heavy Metal does this thing where they, they've they merged true feminism with a 12-year-old boy's fantasies yeah. in, in a sincere way that, that's nearly impossible to do. Because it's, 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 it's the old... Clearly, we know it's the over-sexualization of women... But they do it where the women aren't just sex. They're also the leads of the They're story. They're fucking awesome. And it's fucking crazy. Yeah, and they, like, spit on dudes. <laughs> and then, like, you kind of like that. It's and also, you're like, it's okay. Also, like, that's the case that I woke up with many men. That's what I'm saying. That's why I laugh. Cause I, so I watched Heavy Metal, the first one, when I was younger. And I watched it on, I forgot, I think HBO. My mom was asleep. So I was like, yeah, ha sucker. That's, that looks like an HBO fucking ass movie. I was like, I was like, ha sucker. I watched it on HBO or Stars or Showtime mm-hmm. or something. And I watched that one. Actually, for enough, I watched Heavy Metal 2000 first. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Which I was like, this is weird, but also super sexy and sci-fi. Did you ever watch those? And then I watched the original. Yeah, yeah, but those, oddly enough, those like, Ralph Baxi was this animator back in the day. He never worked for Disney. He never worked for um, any of the big studios. Yeah. Uh, he made like this uh, X-rated oh. cartoon called Fritz the Cat. Yes, I know. Yes, I've seen but Fritz. but he also like got some big breaks where he did like The Hobbit yep. and Lord of the Rings, mm-hmm. and those were pretty big. And like those, like we were kids and we watched like, and those were fucking weird. Mm-hmm. And I remember being a kid weird. and being like, "Yo, these are weird, but they're." Like, I feel like I feel weird inside about things, but it's okay. And and like Fire and Ice was another one. Yes. And I remember being on HBO, like you were saying, your mom was asleep and just being on HBO and being like, all right, there's this cartoon and just being like, yo, this is crazy. Cool World yep. was another one. Um, and, and Heavy Metal was the big one. Yeah. And they're so weird. I hope it's good. Um, I think Zack Schneider has sullied. I, I know I talk a lot of shit about Zack Schneider on this podcast. It's okay. <laughs> but so uh, I. I feel like he sullied that whole thing that I was getting back to, the whole like, True Fuck. feminism with a twelve-year-old boy's fantasy because that's like sucker punch, sucker punch. But sucker punch missed, missed the mark by like failed a mile. so fucking miserably because sucker punch wasn't a child's idea of feminism. It was a creepy old, old guy's idea of like raping. what it means, but it's rape. Yeah. Yeah, but it's like oh, it's feminism because they're powerful. Like no bear, you just this, fridge this person. <laughs> you 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 abused all these women the entire movie. And they still lost. Yeah, yeah. Like baby doll still gets lobotomized at the yeah. end. Like she doesn't get free. But they thought they won. But like they, they, but they free their souls, and that's the that's the whole thing. Like they, if you feel free inside, you'll never be truly caged. Yeah. I get the message. Uh, but you have that. You want we have this girl fighting for her freedom, knowing that in one instance she's going to be raped by these guys. Or John and Oscar Isaac. Yeah, and or. The reality is that she's going to be lobotomized, but they play it up like, oh, she's going to be raped, and also, then in the reality, she's going to be lobotomized. Both awful, horrific crimes to, be, to victimize women, or in, in general, anybody with. And then go, oh, they won, but then you realize Baby Doll didn't win, and you killed these women off in horrific ways in the, throughout the entire movie. And cool, big, awesome mechers scenes, and like, it's awesome, and it's very anime at points, but then you're like, uh, none of these, like, two of these girls get out from being in a mental institution, and we didn't know why they were in there to begin with. Yes. Uh, but we know Baby Doll was in it because she witnessed her father kill her mother or something like something that. Something stupid, yeah. And, like, she is actually truly innocent in this thing, and she still fails. But she's free at the end of her mind, so when they, like, drill the hole in her brain, yeah, you know, she's, she'll be free forever, and then you know the creepy orderly Isaac is going to narrate her. 
Heavy Metal the movie could be Sucker Punch. I know. Or it could be Heavy Metal. Right. I think the one thing that they should do, and I really, and they should take away from the original Heavy Metal animated movie, is that do it as vignettes. Yeah. That's do what that. it looks like they're doing. And, it, and that's the only way to do this movie and not do like one through line. Like the through line in Heavy Metal was the, the orb. That was the through line. Yeah, How yeah, the, orb, yeah, yeah. the evil orb corrupts everything it touches. Um, but then you had like these cool side stories, like Connor, and then you had like the the guy that was pretty much Conan, like the little boy that pretty much turned like Shazam mixed with Conan. Yeah, you have like hot She-Ra flying a dragon through space. Like, yeah, like hell. Yeah, like, let's do this, but also don't give me nonsense. The cool movie news that's not comic book related: John Wick Chapter Four. When is enough enough? And that's a quote from the movie. That's why I joke about I it. I it... think the John Wick movies are getting better in each installment. But it's gotta be a line though. It's I. It's coming. It's you Don't know. Think it's, so you know. It's, it's like taken for me. Like it, one, but there's so much better than taken. No, it's not. It's not about quality. This is just like it's just a generalized argument about like like watching taken. Like you watch the first one, like oh man, this is crazy. And then you watch two, like oh they took his wife this time. Like then three, I forgot what happened. Like stop stealing this man's family. Yeah, like, but what like, is this movie? You love like lore and world yes, building. I love and John Wick. Is it's all that. And, and it's so and stupid and cool. And it's that and more. And Everything I, costs a coin. Yeah. There's secret hotels. There's codes of ethics. Which I like all that. But the problem is like, but you opened up your first movie as like a, he's coming out of retirement and this is what it is. And he's he, back. And he's, done, he's back and he won. But then he killed the wrong guy. So now they're after like, him. Okay. Like, like, and now he's on top. Yeah. Like, like come on. Like this, the, either do this right the first time. Or, like, plan this as a franchise. I don't think you planned this as a franchise when you wrote this movie. But I think that's kind of cool. Like, it, it's, like, kind of the fast thing where it's, like, okay, we didn't have plans, but, like... Those, but those movies are, are so ridiculous that you can't count that as, like, we had no plans. No, you had a plan for at least two movies. Yeah, but then they're and just, like, world building. Now world we're in space. Build, it's not world building. Let's go in space. Like, let's take this fucking Chevy and shove but it But that's not happening. They're, like... Okay, so this entire time, the Ian McShane character has been, like, the linchpin, and he's been the guy defending Jockham Wick. And then the end of three is, like, what happens if everyone turns on Ian McShane now, and it's John Wick and him teaming up? Yeah, it's, it's getting... And you got Lawrence Fishburne, he's, like, the king of the rats. Yeah. And this one is is Keanu Reeves versus Donnie Yen, who's... The cast is phenomenal. Donnie Yen is the martial arts yeah, guy. No, no. Like, we, the martial arts movies don't sell the way they used to, no, no. but if you had to say, like... Who's the 2022 equivalent of like a Jet Li or Jackie Chan? It's yeah. Donnie Yen. Yeah. Itmon, he was, he, and he's broken through in American films. He was in Rogue One. Right. Um, John Wick, perfect franchise. And the other guy is um, Hiroyoku Sanada. He, people in America might know him as the guy who played the person who Hawkeye killed at the beginning of Endgame when he was in Tokyo. But he's an awesome Japanese actor. He was in The Last Samurai. He played Scorpion in the new Mortal Kombat movies. Uh, He was in Rush Hour. I'm excited for John Wick. Yeah. Yeah. I'm excited for John Wick. And I'm just not, like, that's why I laugh at, like, Good Boy Behind You is a John Wick, but the opposite way. It's the dog Fighting. Oh, it's the dog fighting, like, as, like, like, if you look at it, it's it's a dog in a suit fighting because, like, his owner died. But dude, I'd rather John Wick than a 
a lot of them. Oh no, I understand. No, I John, if you're going to take the lesser of two evils, yeah. like John Wick's the way to go. John Wick is the way to go. It's like the Mission Impossible movies. When's enough enough? It's like when yeah. Tom Cruise literally dies. Yeah, like, he like, has, keep going until this guy breaks. He has to die on set. Like yeah. that's the only way this movie franchise will end. And yeah. then I get it. The same thing. John with Keanu Reeves, and Keanu Reeves is like the the the. It's the dream project joke. Like Hollywood, you can do your dream project if you just did the shitty move first. All right, cool. I did these, these shitty moves for you. Now I made enough money to do whatever I want. Yeah, and like, and this is what I want to do. He didn't even do shitty movies. It's just like he was crapped on for so long before everyone was just like, you know what? Yeah, he have gave us a lot over the years. He gave us the Matrix and Point Break. Yeah, and the Matrix and Speed and the Matrix. If you guys ever do a Matrix episode, I will. I will sit here and tell you why the sequels are awesome until the end of time. And I will fair. defend the new Matrix. I will defend the shit out of Matrix. I know you would. I lose my mind. You look like you just got some exciting news. I got my fourth page back. Oh, beautiful. Uh, DC and Warner Brothers. So you, yes. <laughs> all week, um, media outlets such as like Variety, uh, Grace Randolph, who's very good friends with Zack Schneider. I'm not a big fan of Grace Randolph. Okay. Um, they were all saying that this was going to be gigantic and it was going to be Henry Cavill's night. That's a rumor, and this is where I start that, going. That this... was reported by Variety. I know. Online. No, I know. But DC Warner Brothers came out. They showed the Shazam Fury of the Gods trailer. Which all right, so we'll do we'll do this in order. Yep. Shazam Fury of the Gods trailer. What do you think? I love it. I like it a lot. It's funny. I love um, it. I think it's what I always what I want Ragnarok, and it's it's funny. I, I was talking, I was talking to Ragnarok off the mic. I was talking to Ragnarok about this earlier today. Shazam is what I want Thor to be. Shazam is what I want Superman to be. No, no, Superman has to be. Uh, it's because of the character's age. I don't mind it. The I don't tone need... of Shazam is what I want Superman. I want I think... a Superman movie that I could bring a child to. Oh yeah, and not have them cry. Oh Shazam. I mean, I. Sorry, problem. I went opening night to Man of Steel, and there was a fucking kid in the middle of the theater with a towel wrapped around his neck and a Superman t-shirt who had never seen more excited. And I was sitting with my friend Nick, and I was like, it's so awesome to be that little kid right now. And, they, and then like, halfway through the movie, that little kid stormed crying out of the movie theater. I just, turned to my friend Nick and said, <laughs> we have to leave. He's like, dude, you can't leave. It's a fucking Superman movie. I was like, did you see that? <laughs> And then, like, things just kept happening, and I just kept turning to my friend and being like, I'm, like, losing my mind. Like, I, I was losing my mind in Man of Steel. Yeah, dude, I, I like Man of Steel. I know. But also, I'm an adult. I watched that movie as an adult. Like, I couldn't picture watching as a child, um, but then I, then I go, you know what? I am not a child. I am a grown-ass man, and this is for me. Ugh. I know. It's the one Ugh. thing everyone, like... Ugh, especially you're a Superman fan. That movie's like... Oh, no. I never said it's a good Superman movie. It's like a I crazy mean, Superman I movie. like... I love Henry Cavill Superman. I like the Zod stuff. I like the fight sequences. I like the idea that he had actually to kill Zod at the end. Because um, I was like, it's fucking stupid that Superman did, it had to kill Zod. I'm like, all right, cool. Because the line he gave him, and I, and I quote this movie all the time, people, if you let me live, I will just do this again. So fly him up into space. And do what? You still have to fucking kill him. Yeah, but you don't have to do it in front of a child. That's so... That's, that's, that's whatever. That's fucking bullshit. He Get over it. He literally snaps a guy's neck in front of a child. And the child just looks. He's like, 
what the fuck, Superman? It's, well, the problem with that scene there is a problem after bulldozing that's an whatever. entire city and no, causing twenty seven no, nine eleven. No, you know road. why? Because the same thing fucking happened. Every, I literally went. So you're telling me everyone in Manhattan escaped. Right before the massive Jatari invasion, as that giant quote unquote Midgar serpent crashed through 80 they had buildings. There was a sequence where they said, I'm on recon, get the guys out of there. There was like a seek, at least they went out of their way to say, like, all right, you go fight the monsters, you... we're gonna go save these. Yeah, you know what they said? They said fucking Black Widow to tell everybody in Manhattan to get the hell out. That yeah, didn't happen. But they had the authority. It's to stupid. Help. It's yeah. stupid. I'm I think saying, it's stupid. Like, like you can't. Don't tell me everyone survived and then turn around in Dead Devil. Didn't have nine eleven imagery. And... I don't care. I live through nine eleven. I know. I'm tired of living through all like, events. Saw it. Like, like I saw it on TV. Yeah. You know what? Like I don't. I don't give pity to everything because like, you went around and turned around in your Dead Devil series like a year after fucking Avengers came out and was like. Not all these people died during like the Battle of New York, and it's a big ass fucking thing that Phil York talks not about. Like boom, boom, boom. Not like Man of Steel. Whatever. What do you think is going to happen? What? Do, that's why I like Straczynski's. Uh, you fly Earth into one. space. Yeah, of course. You fly into space because the untrained, un first time I've ever fighting a villain who's exactly like me. It's not like I'm fighting like Brady Ackham as my first villain where I have to do a mental mind game where I, oh, or it's it's been ten years of my career. Yeah, you're saying I know all how to deal. things where it's like. Yeah, they could have just like written a way around this. Like they could have made Jonathan Kent be like, "Listen, I'm gonna, we're gonna low key train you." I have a we're whole low key yes. train you. I have a big problem with Jonathan Kent in this movie and the Kents in general in this movie. They're wild. They're awful. They're awful people. You know who's cool? Russell Crowe's cool in those movies. He is. When they put like the flash drive in, and he's like Amy Adams, duck. You know, she's he's basically saying like, push the triangle button, and you can archive your inventory. Um, I like all that, but regardless, the big rumor of the night was fucking. Um, so I have to send Hunter the page real quick. Right, Sorry, right. Henry Cavill was going to come out. Instead, we got the Shazam Fury of the Gods trailer. I love the tone of these movies. I think the first Shazam movie is fucking great. I, I adore that. Oh movie. yeah, so do I. I think that movie's awesome. I think I love this. I wish I wish they this is more like the Mister Mind Rise of uh, the Monster Society story, but whatever. Um, I think DC movies have had the the DC. EU like post Schneider stuff uh, outside of the Schneider stuff. They lightened it up a lot. Well, I think they've done a really good job with like the mythological. Like yeah. think about the ones that have been good. They're Wonder Woman one, the Aquaman, the Aqu Wonder Woman one, yeah, and this and Shazam. You know what yeah. I mean? And Shazam. But they also have people direct and write this stuff where it's like they're fun. Yeah, they're, they're, they're part of it's fun, but part of it's serious. And this is where and it goes. And I and I don't want to keep hopping on the, my hate of, of Ragnarok, but. A part of it's why I kind of like the Shazam movie a lot, and why I liked like this trailer. I'm like, because I know there will be moments in that movie that are heavy, and that like Billy's gonna be pushed to a point, and you know, so that's what this is coming to. Like, of course, the, maybe the darkening of Billy. You know, same thing. Like in in the first one, like you, his mom scene in the first movie. Yeah, like his mom's a fucking prick. Yeah, and you're like, he's an orphan. Yeah, and you're like, holy shit! Not even like not even this an orphan. Like your mom doesn't want anything. You show up on her doorstep. Your mom's a cripple. It, well, not like not even just like the, the the fact that he's an orphan. Like he finds his birth mother, and like for kids that are adopted, that's a thing that they have to deal with. And then you turn around, and your mom's like, nah, "I didn't want you. Yeah, Why yeah, are you yeah. here?" And that scene is so powerful. And like, they don't they don't over like there are big comedy moments in it, but they let the heavy scene set in where he gets pissed off and he leaves. And then the scene goes like, "Oh well, now you're with this family," and they're like, "Oh shit, you know what? Maybe." As much as I'm angry about with her, 
I can be happy here. They don't undercut it with a fucking knock-knock joke. And this is where I go, what Shazam is, is what I wanted Thor, Ragnarok, and, and Love and Thunder to be. I don't even think it's like undercutting with a knock-knock joke. I think they also have these moments where it's like they let who the character actually is shine through. And yes. Like, big example, the end of the Shazam trailer ends with Shazam, Billy Batson, throwing a bus at a dragon and him saying out loud, I just threw a boss at a dragon, and this is the fucking, best day of my life. Yeah, I love that. And you're a 12 year old boy who becomes Superman, right? And it's the best fucking. It's, it's one of the best. Like, oh no, my one of my favorite lines is I thought of you immediately. The best of your line. Fury, I thought oh of God. you immediately. Family, guys, this week's come out. Well, the thing is, Helen Mirren's in the fast. Versions. I know that's the joke. I know that's the joke. I also like the. I also like the the fact they used Eminem in the fucking again. They used him yes, in the first one. Right? I know. Yeah. No, they used Kendrick in the first one. No, they used Eminem. No, they used DNA. In the first. Oh yeah, they did. I thought there's they a used remix Eminem. of DNA. Oh, which like yeah. I always that's why every time they do like a trailer, I always try to look for the song they use in the trailer, the remixed version they use specifically for the song for the trailer. Um, they use uh Kendrick and they use Eminem for this one, and what's cool is like, and they go, "Oh, my name is Shazam." Yeah, oh, my yeah, God. yeah. <laughs> like, it's cool. It's like, cool. It's cool. <laughs> so yep, and then we have Black Adam, which I think. Looks... Give me more, baby. Yeah. No it's, doubt. it's very much, and I, this is where we'll talk about another trailer that uh, later when we get to our Marvel stuff in a second. Um, what I think they need to do more of: show me less. Yeah, give me cool pieces like the Shazam, uh, uh, Black Adam punching the, the plane out of the sky, uh, Nucleon growing, you know, uh, Cyclone, Doctor Fate touching the, the helmet, having the vision, yeah. or and him coming down from the sky, Black Adam punching Hawkman, Black Adam bodying Hawkman yeah. that quick. Um, Give me all of that, and but then like you have scenes where like all oh, these riders on these fucking bikes, like who the fuck are these guys? Sure, like yeah. what is this? Like who's the bad guy? Like why is he captured? Why the government has him? And why does like why does fate know who Black Adam is? Yeah, like but like if this was Marvel trailer, there the scene would have been like mm, and, we'll talk about but, Marvel's doing better. Yes, but I, I'm only talking about currently before we talk about this this trailer. Like, it's, it's a couple of trailers that came out. From it, but like, if this was a Marvel movie, it would have been like Black Adam standing, it would have been a scene of just slightly standing there, and then someone would have CGI'd out of it and be like, that's clearly this character. Yeah. Like, like, you know, or like, uh, it would have been like the uh, scene with him and talking to, uh, uh, Arnie, uh, I forgot her real name, but like, uh, Tomaz going, oh, and here's my. Oh yeah, you know what? Maybe she should share my power and like like a lightning bolt going to her hand. Like yeah, oh, she's yeah. clearly gonna become ISIS. Like yeah, or like the, her, her brother because her brother's in the film and like he's captured. Like oh, he goes, you know, just say my name. Oh, what Sam? No, it's Black Adam. And he goes yeah. Black Adam and like you know something dumb like that. So like Travis, my co-host on on Beyond Infinity, he's like, you watch a lot of rock movies. Like I watch more rock movies than like anyone should. And I don't really <laughs> like them. It's just like some of them are good. I, I have like a weird allegiance to him from the Fast Five That's fair. from Fast Five. Yeah. Um I think he's a good actor. I think he's the rock and he's fine. Yeah. Like he's charismatic and like I went to see San Andreas and I went to see Rampage. Like I've watched Ugh. those I've, I would watch Rampage. I've seen those movies. It's also a video from that. This doesn't girlfriend. like look like a rock movie. No. It like, looks like he's in a movie. It looks like The Rock is in a movie and not... This a, isn't a rock movie. Right, this isn't... This isn't Too Fairy. Yeah. 
Like, this isn't the Rampage. This yeah. isn't fucking San Andreas. This isn't the scene where he, like... San Andreas is the one where he's, like, the... He has, like, the prosthetic leg. He's, like, leg. the forest ranger. Oh, like no. Helping from the... I'm thinking... Oh, skyscraper or whatever it's called. Skyscraper, yeah. Yeah, he's, yeah, like... He's diehard, yeah. Yeah, like, that's... Well, it's not that. It's not the movie that the Rocker pitched, and they were, like, go make me millions or of like dollars. Or, like, Red Notice. Right, yeah. yeah. It's not that. This it's is, like... Not. This is a movie that he's in. And when you use the Rock as that tool... Like, when the like Rock... Like, in Fast is, Five. Yeah, like, in Fast Five. Or Furious Seven. Or oh, another movie he was in. I really liked him in. I forgot. Uh, uh, walk hard. Walking tall. Walk tall. Yep. Walk tall. It's a movie that he was in The Rock. He was a. This was the character. Yeah, he, was he was the Rock in this movie, and you're using him as a tool yes. for some. And I like he's awesome when you do that. And yes. if you can do that, go nuts. And it looks great. Yeah. Visually, looks, I only think my only gripe is I don't like that fate with no eyes. We'll see. It, it, and it's only because, and I, I said this all the time when it comes to like adaptations, sometimes things don't, you can't, like putting like little white spots on his face would look stupid in real life. So I don't mind like this. Yeah. So I'm like, I get why. But Surprise to no one, I'm a huge Dr. Fate fan. That's uh, like a character that's so up my alley. I'm a JSA freak. Me too. I remember huge... JSA, the, the Liberty Files that. Yeah, that the miniseries. Uh, it like never finished. No, that. It did? Yeah, the before I was finished. What's his name was drawing it? The guy from Starman? Yeah, it oh. finished. It finished. All that stuff. Like, Libby Files was a miniseries that was out of canon. It was really cool. Like, uh... Just it was in canon with Starman. Out of canon. The Libby Files were out of canon because they made it as, like, uh, kind of, like, maybe not... Because it came can- out during New 52. No, that one? No, Liberty Files? Yeah. No, Liberty Files came out way before that. Liberty Files came out, like, 2012. No, Liberty Files came out well before that, because that's when Robinson was writing Starman. And that was, like, mid-90s. Because at the end of it, they were like... And it's out of canon, because that's why... He, Liberty Files is, like, when he's the star, the bat, the lantern. Are we talking about the same In 2012, book? an additional series entitled JSA, The Liberty Files, The Whistling Skull debuted again oh, with Tony Harris. I'm, I'm talking about a different and book. And that never finished. Yeah, I'm, th- I'm talking about a different book. There was I'm a talking book about called... the sequel. Okay. I, yes. I'm like, they, they Tony finished Harris that book. Tony Harris was drawing Starman for Robinson. Robinson. Yeah. Yes. Okay. I, we were talking about two different books. I was like, no, they finished that book. They never finished The Whistling Skull. No. Which is a sequel to Liberty Files. Whatever happened to Tony Harris? I don't know. People disappear all the time. Yeah, but like... The whole conspiracy theory. They end up in a national park and then fucking aliens took him. If the DC panel was like, we're going to reissue the omnibuses for James Robinson's Starman, I would have been so happy. I think what they should do, or they should have done for this... Sorry to go off on that tangent. No, no, no. Watch no, no, stuff there. No, so no still... that's what it is. I think what they should have should do, especially for like this and for movies in future, or for 70... Doesn't purposes. Robinson own the rights kind of to Starman? No. In like some weird way that like... Liefeld kind of owns Deadpool. Uh, Liefeld doesn't own shit. He just talks... He owns the multimedia rights. Like, because McFarlane he... makes money off Venom movies. I know he does. Somehow. They make... No. So how it works is this? You get partial credit and ownership of whatever you create. But they got, like, crazy credit compared they, to other writers. But they have money... The, the, no. So he... The, the problem is that Liefeld talks a big game, but he doesn't own... Like, he doesn't make a lot. The reason why he made a lot for Deadpool because he was a fucking producer on that movie. Yeah. And that movie made fucking buku dollars. It did off nothing. It was off relatively no, low budget. Right. So they were, yeah. like, here. That was, like, a $30 million movie, which right. isn't a little bit. It's not indie, but No, but like that's why. mid-budget movie made, like, a half a billion And dollars. a sequel. And, and, a, and a PG-13 version that came out for Christmas. Yeah. So that, and, and DVD sales and, and all those. No, that's why he made money off that movie. It's not like he owned it. It's, it's just like, also, 
remember the studio that was putting it out. It was not Marvel. It was Fox. Yeah. Fox pays the guys more money, and and, and oh, they talked about um, Stalin made more money off of well, I forgot what DC movie. Oh, Steppenwolf in Snyder than he then. Uh, he did in Thanos being Avengers. I've heard that from so many people that DC just like pays and like Marvel just doesn't. Pay. That's how they make the rich stay rich by not spending their money. Bunch of assholes. Yeah. But what's the incentive to like work for them? The incentive is when you're a creator like this, when you're a creator like working all like if you're writing, I'm writing Captain America, I'm writing the X Men. It's you want to write that because it's your dream book. Like I had a, like I have a story for X Men. Like I have a story for Boosie Gold. Like I I've said this to everyone. I have a twenty five. Uh, 25 issue Booster Gold run ready to go right today. Yeah. If, if DC was like, I got my Dazzler hey, run. Do you have it? I have a 25 with with two annuals yeah. cro- and tie ins and crossovers ready to go. Yeah. And I wrote my Green Lantern book when I was five. Right. Yeah, you know, know. you yeah, know, know, here, go, DC, I want to do this. And your job, when you get to that point in your career, you go, hey, I want to write this story. They're like, you know what? Fuck yeah, go do this. Yeah. That's your incentive. Yeah. It's your childhood dream coming true. Yeah. It's it's not the end goal when like I created like Alpha. I'm I'm like that's yeah, so I created Alpha for Spider Man and that character went nowhere, but he's gonna be in like Spider Man No Way Home, Homeward Bound, like <laughs> you know. Spider Man Home Depot. Yeah, like, Alpha's working at Home Depot. Yeah, he's the fucking like, that's Alpha. Like you know, it, it, that's what it is. Like and they pay pennies on dollar because they can because they they paid you to create the character already. On Friday I, night of San Diego Comic Con. Disney Marvel Studios had their animation panel. Yes, we were going to do that first, yeah. They showed a trailer for I Am Groot, and they released it to the public. It's going to be five shorts. They're about ten minutes long each. They showed a full episode to the audience. audience. It was uh, Groot taking a bath. Apparently it was as adorable as it sounds. This trailer looked good. The animation's great. So I... Vin Diesel's reprising his role. Yes. I, sorry, my wife had text me. It's okay. And I had the text Hunter to let him know I sent him page four. <laughs> like, just so you know, you have page four. Um, I like, this is fun, it's cute, and we and me and Hunter were talking about this, and I, we talked to you about this, too. Sure. Like, you, like, oh, we wrote it down, like, oh, doing an episode, but it's going to be short, so how can you do a whole hour breakdown of, unless you literally go short by short. Oh, yeah, we're not covering this on yeah, the podcast. Yeah, we're not either. No. Um, but it's something fun, I think it's going to be cool. My daughter will be, when's coming out this year? It's coming out next week. Oh, yeah. It's coming it, out before She-Hulk. Is it the gap up? It's well, the next thing. It's coming out soon. Oh, uh, yeah. But still, it'll be... Yeah, yeah. my daughter's like nine months. So, like, my daughter's going to sit there and, like, clap her hands and drool over herself. Yeah, yeah. It's the funniest shit on the planet. Yeah. So, it's fun. It's Baymax. Yeah, it, it's fun. It's too free school. It's nothing crazy. Um, Animation looks great. That's all it is. The CGI is great. That's all it is. It's fucking really cool. It's it looks fun. like Pixar level cool. Right. And that's all this is. This is fun visual gags because you know he's going to say I'm good the entire time. It would be yeah. other characters. As what, he does. And what it is would be other characters bouncing off that, like those stories. Like they've done it in, in comic book form, like when they were Baby Group with the yeah, comic book. Book. Yeah, yeah, it's very the same thing. It's like, all right, cool. And that book didn't sell well. It could be like, oh, with Baby Group, it's not the same. Well, like, what was the Marvel Babies guy? Scott Young. He did a. The Rock covers. and a Groot yes. book for yes. a little while. So it's kind of like, it's cool. Like, you know, it's short. It's going to be fun and doofy. That's sure. That's all it is. I, um, it, one thing this and uh, the beginning of Love and Thunder made me realize is I miss regular size Groot and I miss yep. Vin Diesel's voice doing I it. I just miss regular, not teenage nonsense. I miss not having everything be a joke. Yeah. 
I'm just tired of. Well, I mean, Baby Groot and Teenage Groot aren't jokes. No, no, not jokes, but like, but like, I miss... they were though. Like, they were only made for the movies, and then became characters in MC in the Marvel comics because they were like synergy guys. We have to make them characters. Yeah, I just that's like because remember Groot totally adult verse in the comics up until Guardians. When I was and Jack a, didn't have autism. When I was a kid, I I watched like HBO used to have these like behind the scenes when like movies were coming out in theaters. And I remember seeing a, one for the Iron Giant. Oh, I love that movie. Uh, yeah, and I was so interested in it. And when they said like a human voice, the Iron Giant, and yeah. Vin Diesel, I'd never seen Vin Diesel. It was like Street Shock commercials. Yeah, it was like it was 1997. Saving Private Ryan hadn't come out. Boiler Room. I was a child. So I love I, Boiler Room. Yeah, Vin love Diesel's movies. really good. In Boiler I know. Room. I watched that in high school or middle school. This was really good in Boiler. We watched it for economics class. It's so funny. It's great watching that economics. Like this movie's really cool, and then and that's not the lesson you're supposed to take for that movie. That's such a Long Island ass movie. Too. <laughs> yeah, like, I know so many scumbag Boiler Room guys from college. It's, it's so, so funny. that movie's so great. Like they start call centers and then they're like out. And um, I work for a company that has a call center. And hey John, you want me some money? Yeah, it's so funny. <laughs> um, but anyway, I remember seeing the behind the scenes, and there was like this tan bald jacked guy with this black tank top and these oakley sunglasses doing the iron giant voice who spoke like that and thinking who the fuck is that <laughs> and then his name pops up and it says vin diesel i was like whoa if anyone in the world was going to be named vin diesel it it's is the that, iron giant it is yeah. that human being yeah. and, and and i just missed like yeah and you know he went into the recording booth on stilks and like that's how he talks and like he i missed that voice yeah X-Men 97. Okay. Let's go. Let's go. So, X-Men 97 is a soft reboot of the original 1992 series. continuation. Kind of. We have been getting, since Comic-Con, conflicting reports about what this show is, whether it's a sequel to the 1992 show finishing up, or this is a soft reboot. It seems to be kind of both. Sure. Like, it seems like if you watch the animated series... Stuff that happened in the anime series they might talk about. If they don't bring it up, it's whatever. Um, but then it's like, it's a soft reboot for people that didn't watch it. <laughs> yeah, and uh, we get the original um, X-Men lineup back. Yep. In addition, slightly redesigned. Yeah, yeah. Slightly redesigned, but still in the same style of, with a little bit more fluid animation, which yep. we haven't seen yet, but they keep telling us. And uh, we also get some new characters. Forge is going to be in it. Yep. Uh, which is really cool. Yep. Nightcrawler is going to be in it, which is really cool. Yep. Uh, some new villains, Sebastian Stan. Um, they, they were all kind of in Dark Phoenix Saga when they did it in the anime. They, they were all in it. She didn't even get a redesign, which is interesting. The big redesign is um, apparently Professor X is not on the team at the beginning, and nope. Magneto is going to be. And he's wearing his M suit from his uh, criminal days, which stands for Magnum Man. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I hate that suit. I love that suit. Yeah. I love that suit. The moment I knew he was wearing it, I'm like, oh, he's the leader. And they didn't even have to tell me. I'm like, I saw that suit, but yep, he's the leader because that's the New Mutants outfit he I wore. think it's weird that he wore his prison-issued jumpsuit as a costume. Give me a purple helmet or give me death. That's my big That's thing. fair. Yeah. Um, I like it. It seems like this is a cool setup. Uh, the entire original cast is back. It's my scene. The gentleman who voiced uh, Cyclops, he passed away. Yeah. Um, and I think they got new actress for Jubilee because she didn't want to come back because she's no, back. she's back. Okay, she's like the actress that played Jubilee is back, but she's playing a different role. Cool. She said she'd come back, but she didn't want to play Jubilee because she's not Asian. They so they have an uh, Asian actress voicing Jubilee, and she's but the actress that originally voiced Jubilee is back, but she's voicing another role. I don't know what it is. They haven't revealed it. Looks good. Coming out next year. I hate that it's a fucking wait still. Whatever. That's the only I'd, thing. I'd rather wait than have it rushed. 100%. Uh, and it's already greenlit for season two. And we get Spider-Man freshman year. The weird and sophomore year. 
And sophomore year, yeah, which is coming out 2023 and 2025. Which is animated, out of continuity. Maybe out of continuity. It 100% is out of continuity. Is that confirmed? Confirmed. It's it's what if Norman Osborn raised Peter instead of Tony Stark. No, I know that. I know that's the story, but the problem is... completely out of continuity. So the problem is they pitched that and released it and and, and, and promoted it as, here's the the pre-stuff between Civil War and here. They have changed... I guess so, because I saw Black Norman Osborn, Gene Collar Esposito, Scopa Bear, yeah. Uh, and like, and like, all right, cool. Uh, Charlie you, Cox is, is gonna be playing Daredevil, which is cool. Which again, it shows that's more out of continuity, unless they make a fucking nod to it. And the thing we'll talk about later. Some of the suit designs are cool. Did you see the uh, yes, the I real did. homemade one where he has the web tank which on is cool. the back, like a camel pack filled yep. with web fluid? I, I like, like that. that. And then you see the other suits he's gonna wear, which is the uh, secret identity, uh, secret identity, not secret identity, the. Identity Crisis uniforms, Prodigy, Dusk, and Ricochet suits sure. are there. Um, I always forget there's a fourth one. Prodigy, Dusk, Ricochet. We also got the villains, Scorpion. He's got Scorpion. Big Tail. Yep, we got Scorpion. Yeah, Doc Ock. It's very it. uh, Steve Dicko looking art. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm currently watching... I'm almost done now with uh, Spectacular Spider-Man. It's on Netflix. Uh, and I love that show. Yeah. Uh, and I, I like much... the Spider-Man that everyone hates where like he gets on that planet. Oh, also, uh, Spider-Man Unlimited. I like that show. Well, because I also you also probably like Batman Beyond. Yeah, yeah, that's why you also like Spider Man Twenty Nine. I love because it's supposed to be originally when pitched it was supposed to be Twenty Nine Nine series. Yeah, and they were like, no, to make it Peter Parker, and they're like, okay, this doesn't make sense. So. I gotta send you the beta for the Spider Man Twenty Ninety Nine video game. I have the oh emulator. It's only two levels. It's so fun. God. It's so fun. You <laughs> play as uh, that Stan Lee character. Oh, Ravage? Yeah. <laughs> that he was he was supposed to be the head of 2099? Yeah. And they were like, Spider-Man, you should be fucks. Yeah, yeah, Spider-Man and Dr. Doom are here. <laughs> yeah, like, uh, I'm sorry. It's the 90s and we have the Punisher. Yeah, uh, like, what do you think is going to have? It's random new characters that time anymore, or Spider-Man and Dr. Doom. Um, yeah, I like it. I like it, too. I like um, it. Not much we can really say about no, it. No, they barely showed anything other than concept yeah. art. What if season two... Whatever. I loathed the first I know you did. We talked about it when it came out. I like this a lot. I just don't care... I'm like cool, it, it, you're telling me something I already knew. Like it's not like that's where like when they do like this stuff, like oh, whatever season two is coming. No shit, you told me that like fucking eight months ago. They showed uh, one a whole episode, and right. it was and uh, it's the hella, it's it's the Tony Stark episode. No, the episode they showed was what if Captain Carter fought the Hydro Stomper, Hydro Stomper, and the Hydro Stomper because the end of that episode was like. You know, she's in the present. Yeah. They're like, "Hey, we found this," and yes. it was the Hydra Stomper. It's like, soldier. But Steve had been reprogrammed by Hydra, which is fine. Which, yeah, I it's, wasn't crazy. I don't like the Captain Carter episodes because, like, I like Captain Carter. I like, sorry, I like Peggy Carter. Um, but the Captain Carter episodes are weak because they're just retellings of almost verbatim the oh. Captain America movies, just as with her. In it. Almost the entire series was that, with the exception of the Party Thor episode, the Doctor Strange episode. And the cool. Sniper episode, where yes. it ended up being Hank Pym was the bad guy. Yes. Those were, like, standout good And episodes. the Marvel Zombies. Yeah, I just hate Marvel Zombies. But let's that's... talk about it. They announced some Marvel Zombies. And show. it's Rave MA. That's the interesting thing. They're putting out TVMA content. And they're putting out TVMA animated content yes. on Disney+. Plus. This is coming off of the Deadpool. release of Logan and Deadpool. Yeah, one and two on Disney+, Plus, which Moms of America are upset with. Whatever, that's what parental restrictions are for. That's my whole take. I'm like, if you don't want kids to watch it, put the fucking parental controls on it. Disney Plus literally was like, the day they put Nef- the Netflix content on it, they're like, you have to update your system and put parental control controls on it. If you chose not to put a password on there, and because you, me and my wife both have parental controls on it, and my daughter has a kid's version. 
why are you having your kid? If you want your kids, if you want to let your kids to watch stuff, have them watch it on your account with you in the room. Sure. Don't give me your password. Sure. Lazy parenting. That's, Sounds good. That's me. Whatever. Um, I'm happy that none of the Marvel animated stuff seems to be taking place within continuity. Yeah, I'm very okay with that. I like the What If series. Um, I think it's dumb that we didn't get a trailer for for now, but whatever. Um, I like the sophomore year, freshman year Spider Man. I'm, I, you know, I'm, I'm as hard as I can get with fucking X Men. Yeah, of course. You know, uh, what else was announced that? Day? Well. Besides. On Saturday night. Okay. So before we get that, so we are now done with ninety percent of the episode. Sandman looks good. Yeah. Sandman. Finally, looks good. I've yeah. been nervous about Sandman. I've been nervous about Sandman. I thought it was going to be all Earth-based shit. I hate Netflix as a company so fucking much. All the trailers they've showed for Sandman have been the first three issues of the first comic. Yes. I'm like, are we going to get the endless? Are we going to get the dreamscapes? And then the it looks like we are. The, the recent trailer was like, oh, this is like fantastical and what? So yes, I awesome. think Sandman looks great. And Neil Gaiman was there, very hands on with this production yes. to the point where he oversaw the special effects, which is great. Great. So we're going to end the episode today talking about the whole eight announcements from Marvel. That's why John's here, Fuck. and we are going to break this down over bit by bit because there's a lot. I was fucking exhausted. <laughs> I was Hunter here. was driving me nuts. I know. Hunter, I love you. I had, I was, I felt like I was working because we had to do our episode five minutes after it wrapped. Right. I was still getting this text. I was like, I'm trying to text you, buddy, but I'm like recording, and I, I had this this thing called Tweet Deck up, which allowed me to have four Twitter accounts up at the same yeah. time. Um, I kind of hinted at before. I'm a project manager for national retail clients, so I have like multiple monitors yeah, set up. So I, I had four fucking computer monitors. Was, you have to understand, like, well, you I, were doing I, that. I was here. I know. I was here. So it was like, it's 8 o'clock. I'm closing the door. I'm locking the door. I'm, like, counting money. I'm, like, I want to get the fuck out of here so I can go home and, like, watch and, and sit like, it and, and be part of this. So I had made a joke to my wife, like, I'm going to pull over and, like, just do this. She says, you better come home. I'm, like, okay, I'm not dealing with it. Like, I, I don't want to do this and then be pissed off. You're not going night. anywhere. Yeah, like, I, not, I, I can get home. This will be there when you get back. But, like. We there's such a pressure with these uh, these MCU shows with us and, and movies uh, for the show because they're they're just so constant. It's timed, and, and it, it's all about timing. You know, like these these fucking new Rockstar videos are so popular oh, yeah. because they go up five minutes after the episode goes up. And WandaVision used to be on fucking Fridays, and we record on Saturdays, which I think was better. I, I liked it better on Fridays, and I liked the rush. Like I love yeah. being crammed, and I like live for deadlines. As you've been noticing, yes. I've been writing this little comic lately. But um, I, I, I was really it was fucking crunch time because it was like we have an episode tonight that we have to release by nine o'clock tomorrow morning, and we have to record around ten thirty. And this was still going on. And I, Marvel hasn't been to San Diego Comic Con. Marvel Studios hasn't yep. been since twenty eighteen. Yeah, sorry, yeah, twenty eighteen. Since they announced Phase Four. Yes. And when they announced what we've already experienced and we knew was coming She-Hulk and a couple other things. The final thing they said was Fantastic Four. So we all expected Fantastic Four to be the end of phase four. Right. Kevin Feige came out to Eminem's Lose Yourself making it right now. Throwing money at so the audience. The audience is taking two hundred dollar bills and throwing them back at Kevin yeah, Feige. Yeah, they're like we print our own money with your face on it. Yeah. <laughs> like Exactly. New Supreme Rule of the Universe. Uh the first thing he said that night was 
Black Panther Wakanda Forever is officially the end of Phase 4. And the entire world breathed a sigh of relief. Because <laughs> yeah. Phase 4 has been very meh. Okay. So, Phase 4 started in 2021. Technically. Yes. In real world, yes. It wasn't supposed to. Yes. It's been a year and nine months right. since Phase 4 started. WandaVision kicked it off. Yes. There have been and are going to be 17 installments yes. in two years. Yeah. That's fucking insane. There were 18 when Endgame came out. I know. Phase 4 has been 17 installments. Yeah. Some real high highs. Some real fucking lows. Some real fucking lows. Eternals. Bleh. But WandaVision. A right. triumph. Yeah. Like a literal triumph where it's like, God, thank God the MCU exists. Yeah. And then Shang-Chi, a breath of fresh air. Yes. You know, and Black Widow. Exactly what I needed. Like, it's cool. Like my whole thing with like with and and, and uh, we won't get I mean, into, and we won't, guy. right. We won't get into phase four because we know we can talk about phase four as a whole. Uh, and one day we will do an episode where we just break down a, a, a mini series and we break down each phase as is. Oh yeah, because uh, we find um, we call those giant sized. Yeah. <laughs> like ooh, fun mini series. We stopped doing them after phase two because <laughs> it took so long. It was exhausting. <laughs> like shoot me in the face. They were like, "We'll split a phase three and two. and I was like, "Let's never do this." <laughs> like, yeah, it's funny because I was going to the Yankee game. Uh, I was coming back from uh, going to the Yankee. Oh, I gotta game. check the score of the Yankees. And uh, you know what's a fucking? Both the Yankees and the Mets are in fucking first place right now. And I hate the Yankees, so I don't care. I'm yeah, I hate fan. the Yankees too. When I'm a big Mets fan, <laughs> I, know, I just like that they're fucking. <laughs> they're, they're, they're fucking. Like, they're they're both in first place and like. They're, Are they they're playing against each other soon? Right now. Oh yeah, it's, and and they're it's the first time, and the Mets are up. Nice. Bottom of the eighth. Fuck What's yeah! Score? Let's go New York Metropolitans five to three. So it's nice. still no, anybody's a good game. game it's a good, that's still. a good game. That's a good game. That's a good. Game. Not fucking twenty five. The Yankees will be in second place in their division. The Mets will be one game. Yeah, don't worry. Remember, like uh, when uh, Sydney Sweeney threw out that pitch in fucking face. Two thousand four. No, yeah. she threw that pitch out. Oh, oh Sydney ago? Sweeney. Yeah, two weeks ago, and the Red Sox lost twenty eight five. Yeah. Oh, the Red Sox did well that game. No, they lost twenty five. Do you think Sydney Sweeney's a curse? On the they Red actually Sox? call it the curse of Sydney Sweeney now. Oh no. Yep. What a bummer. Because they were so excited with for her throwing out the pitch for some fucking reason, and she threw the pitch and they because it's Sydney Sweeney, and it was the worst game they've ever had in the history of the franchise. Do you know why she threw out that pitch? Because she's from Boston. Do you know why she's in Boston right now? We're filming Black Widow. Not uh, Black Madam Web. Madam Web. Yeah. That's insane. Because, like... Oh, by the way, this leaks of Madam Web came out, and it looks like she's Julian Carpenter. But there's been, like, all this, uh... What is this movie? No, yeah, what is this movie? <laughs> a lot of people are like, who's going to play the Fantastic Four? And part of me was like, yo, Sydney Sweeney would be a good sea story. No, let's talk about this off mic. Because <laughs> there would be, would be there be things I want to say that I cannot say on mic. There would be totally tarnish my reputation on the show. I would understand where Namor is coming from if Sydney Sweeney <laughs> played Sue like, Storm. Yeah, that makes sense. He also saw your four here. Yeah, <laughs> he saw you for you too. <laughs> yeah. Um, so. Okay, so Phase 4 will be ending with Black Panther Wakanda forever. So let's. But there's two things left in Phase 4. Yes. We'll get to Wakanda, Black Panther, yes. Wakanda forever. Last, we saw a She-Hulk trailer. She breaks the fourth wall. Ugh. The CGI looks good. Looks better. Wong is in it. Yes. The Wrecking Crew looks cool. Yep. Abomination's in it. Looks cool. Abomination. You saw the like shit she got for like the fucking costume. Like yeah, the costume sucks. She's got like 
like metal Madonna cone boobs and she looks like Rita Repulsa. I know. And she's like screaming in a courtroom and I'm like, yo, this show looks great. Hey, you saw her Twitter, her Instagram thing? She goes, oh, but my boobs look good, right? They look great. <laughs> they look great. Um, The Wong Cinematic Universe, this has been the phase of Wong, phase four. God. He's been like the through line. Yeah. And the big reveal at the end is um, Matt Murdock will be coming back. Yep. And his red and blue, or his red, red, red and, and blue, yellow. red and yellow. <laughs> like red and blue, wrong I, show. She-Hulk looks like a show made just for me and my great friend and fellow co-host, Travis. Yep, it's going to be fun. This is a, sh- a series we're both very fond of, the John Byrne run. Which it seems to be taking a lot of inspiration from. Mixing with a lot of the um, Charles Soule run. Yes. Which is a run I really like. Yes, and also and fitting it kind of like very, very snugly the of- in the context of the MCU. Um, you I also like, like, you could have, they could have, Hawk Talk. Like, I like, like, Hulk being like neutered. That's fine. That's you are your kinks come out very well. I just show. think it's like I think the humor in Mark Ruffalo is like funny. Yeah, it's fun. It Hulk is. works. Like Hulk dabbing is funny. Yeah, it's uh, the point. I like People that. People hate it. I hate it. I like, you nerf the Hulk and it's. I don't mind like, nerfing the Hulk thing because like, you don't have a fucking Hulk story, so I don't care. Like I wish you played a bigger role and a better role in the MCU, but you didn't, so I don't care. But like he did, he had his fucking off-world thing, and which and is stupid. He was John Baby, and, and he was good. His in- romance that didn't make sense. That they just were like, yeah, we're throwing this in there because I want it. But he was good in Age of Ultron. Yes, I'm not saying he's much- Oh, and, not. Like, I'm not saying people that forget he- they're like he's not the Incredible Hulk, but it's like yo. Think about Peter David's run of Hulk and, like, how many times a Hulk has reinvented himself. Oh, fuck, a million. Hulk has been, like, a nerf herder more times than he's been, like, the yeah. crazy Jekyll and Hyde. Yeah, he's, yeah. You know, it's not, it's not everything's fucking, you know, Al Ewing's fucking Immortal Hulk. It's not everything's fucking, you know, Worldbreaker Hulk. Like, yeah, not you know, everything's, like, the Greg Pock, yeah. Jay Lee Hulk. Like, yeah, we're not you doing know, that. Yeah, um, most important thing about this, it looks like they nailed Jennifer Walters. Yeah, yeah. I did the, the line is like, oh, remember that girl that was nerdy and like now super sexy in high school? That's me now. Yeah. I fucking look like, yep, yep, that's Jen. That's Jen. And she like takes her heels off. She's like, I you gotta hold these. Like, <laughs> yeah. this is like, yo, that's <laughs> the shit. That is the best baby line. She goes, oh, I really like this fucking dress. Yeah. Take the fucking heels off. It's a hand. Take these. And I mean, like, people bash that Birds of Prey movie. But I hate that Birds of Prey movie. There's a moment in that Birds of Prey movie where they're in the middle of a fight scene and one of them was like, does anyone have a hair tie? And the other one like rolls up and like gives her a hair tie and was like, Oh yeah, that's totally a thing that like really? would happen in this group right here. Uh, yeah, in this for this context for that movie, it was just a very natural thing for that movie. Not those characters in general. Those characters would not have done that because Black Canary would have already had her head, her tail back, and, well, and her earrings already out. She like, was that's... in a very difficult situation. It was Renee Montoya who asked for it. Oh, fucking Rosie Perez. Yeah, I love Rosie like 80, Perez. Fucking years old. Too. She's too old to play fucking Renee. I love Rosie. Perez. She's a good actress, but not fucking Renee Montoya. She's a great actress. You know, she was founded at a booty-shaking competition. Like, Spike Lee was at, like, an ass-shaking contest at, like, a strip club, and he met Rosie Perez and was like, you should be in my new movie, and that's why she had that big dance scene at the beginning of Do the Right Thing. He, like, literally met her at a strip club the week before filming. Your life and your analysis amazes me. Yeah, I just love Spike Lee. I'm a huge New York Knickenbocker fan. I've spent... Also, they use so much of my life watching Spike Lee on my television. You refer to teams in their full name. Yeah. Um... Next, we got the beginning of Phase 5 will be right, so we'll Ant-Man do... and the Wasp Quantumania. Yes, yeah, so we'll just run through straight through what they are just so we can get through. Well, they did show some concept art for Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania, oh, yeah. and they showed footage. Like, yes. Let's just go through it. Ant-Man and the Wasp yep. Quantumania, February of 2023. 
Modoc. Modoc, played by the famous actor Bill Murray. Nope. What? He is not. Bill Murray in this footage is in the quantum zone. Yes. Just being Bill Murray. Yes. Just being Bill Murray. No, no. Modoc is apparently like just like a CGI thing. Not Bill Murray. Bill Murray apparently like knew Janet from the quantum zone and has been stuck in there. For yes, a I knew that was. I thought he was playing Modoc. No, he's not playing Modoc. That's a fuck. We no. don't know who Bill Murray is. Oh, I'm looking this up now. I have a That's feeling a, Bill Murray is just playing himself. I think he's playing like Scott as like an old man who's been like stuck in the quantum zone and is like a. How's it Scott though? It's like a time traveling oh, paradox. I hate yeah, that. like. Like, if you're going to get, like, an old person to play Bill, uh, old Paul Rudd, like, get Bill Murray. That sounds great. I don't know. You know what I mean? Um, this is going to be very Kang-heavy, and the concept art from Andy Pock with Kang looks fucking sick. Oh, dude, I cannot wait. Yeah. He's Modoc. No, he's yep. not. He is confirmed to be Modoc. Do not believe fucking we got this covered. No, I do not. You know I don't. I know. <laughs> you know that's my, like, my whole, like, shtick and be like, no, you If we get Modoc, we got to get Beekeepers. That's fine. If they all aim, yeah, 100%. Okay. Do you think we'll get some Iron Man 3 love the way we did in Shang-Chi since that was the last yes. time we saw Advanced Idea Mechanics? Yes. I think that would be fucking I cool. think we'll get a different version of them, a cleaner version of them, a, a more comic accurate version of them. Maybe some extremist-laced Maybe. version of them? Maybe. Uh, or if not, uh, I know Killian died in, in 3, but that chick that was in it, she made Yeah, yeah. She was supposed to be the main villain, but they said, we can't sell toys again. Yeah. Because you're a girl. Yeah. And then Gwyneth Paltrow breathed fire on someone at the end of that movie. <laughs> oh. And people say Iron Man 3 stinks. So I was like, Gwyneth Paltrow breathes fire. At the end she was also movie. selling vagina soap at the time. So Yeah, she's selling vibrators like on Instagram. It's so weird. Um, <sighs> Secret Invasion, spring of 2023. Yes. It looks Disney like Plus this, TV show. Disney Plus television show. Looks like... Um, Takes place be at uh, during the five years of the blip. They've affirmed that. Okay. It's during the five years of the blip, it's... A doc, they've said, they, and uh, Colby Smalls and Nick... And Colby Smalls, there's a great Colby Smalls. They were like, hey, it's a doc show. It is the paranoia of what happened after the blip, and then all of a sudden, it takes place during during the blip and after the blip. Because people are like, there's two versions of you. You were, Oh, you were here the entire time, and then all of a sudden, like, hey, I'm back. Uh, You're right here. Yeah. And that's the whole kind of, like, who do you trust story. Don Cheadle came out. Yes. And he will be reprising his role, his Emmy-nominated role yes. from Falcon and the Winter Soldier, uh, as uh, Rhodey, War Machine. Yes. It seems like they have dropped the Iron Wars show. They did talk to Feige. There was an interview after San Diego that came out, and they were like, oh, so Disney's not doing Iron War- Armor Wars. They're like, no, we are doing Armor Wars. We're just reformatting things currently. Okay. I think it's because... They the Ironheart show is slotted. We'll talk about it in a second. Yeah, it sounded like they consolidated Ironheart and Iron Wars, and they're going to Iron move Wars. Armor Wars to be a bigger kind of story later on. Okay, fully. Next May of twenty twenty three, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three. Yes, we got the first look. Uh, what's his name? Uh, Will Porter. Uh, we also got what's his name Chuck at a Wednesday as the High Evolution, which I fucking hate. I love it. not the fact that he's High Evolutionary. I love that costume. That's not his suit. It's so cool. It's a big purple guy. It's well, no. So I don't like the face thing. Oh. Well, that's because that's not what you'll look like in the movie. That that's him coming out on stage in costume. That's fun and cute. If I see what that's going to be his face in the movie, I'm like, that's stupid. Why didn't you just make him giant purple man? Oh, you didn't see the leaked footage of it? No, I, I'm trying to stay away from everything. Oh, 
There's a Flaming Lip song. It's Do You Realize. It's a very ethereal, moody, kind of sad song. Yeah. Uh, but a great song. Flaming Lips are a great fucking band. And um, Wheezy Baby, Rock Raccoon. Yes, so I saw that. Exploring the origins. Yes. Um, Big Hand goes to get him. And like Gunn and the cast were like crying on stage. Yeah, it's it's apparently going to be a, dark, a very dark, sad movie. I think it's just going to be a very bittersweet well, it's the, to the And that's what it is. It's because you're spoiling the, the birth of a character you know, but also the darkness that kind of surrounds everything. And I life. think we're going to probably see the end of Drax. Yep. End of Rocket. Yep. A couple of these actors aren't going to be coming back. Right. And we're going to see some new characters. Adam Warlock's big deal. Yeah. I like Will Porter. Yeah, he looks great. And, but uh, so many Sabrina's are like, oh, did you like the leak of him? Like, I'm not... Like, again, this is a ghost movie. I don't want to see more of this. Like, the reveal of him being on screen should not be in a trailer. Did you see Borat too? No. Okay, do you know the girl who plays Borat's daughter? Yes. She's cast as Cosmo the Space Dog. Yes, that's cool. That's great. I love Cosmo. Because she's, like, actually from Eastern Europe. So to have this, like... Dog. Yeah, like this dog with this Russian, like Russian Russian accent. Yeah, it's from like English. Uzbekistan. Yeah, that's fucking broken Russian accent. It's gonna be great. It's fucking awesome. I but this goes back to what I was saying before. Less is more. I you don't I shouldn't in that trailer show me him as Adam Warlock. I get from San Diego you had to, but that should have been like a still like concept art. Not the trailer piece. That's all that is. Summer of twenty twenty three, we're getting a Disney Plus series Echo. We knew this was we coming. Knew. Okay. Matt Murdock will be back. Uh, Vincent Ophrio will be back. back. He'll probably be blind, though, because it's based off the Echo storyline in the yeah. comics. I reread that face. Bendis, um, David Mack, Daredevil mm-hmm. arc. Yeah. Echo's a cool character. Arc is great. I just, um, There's just not a lot of her. Yeah. And uh, she, unfortunately, Hawkeye was such a strong show that she didn't stand out in a very strong yeah. show. Yeah, and again, you're, you're try, if you were trying to show this character in this, it didn't work out when you had like multiple storylines going on. That's all that is. Again, cool. We knew this was coming. Yeah. Uh, also, summer of 2023, Loki season two. Which Whatever. I I, or Kang. I, that's all it is. I'm in it for the Kang part. I'm in it for Tom Hiddleston. I'm also happy that Kang is also an asshole. Like, the Kang, could we saw in Quantumanium trailer, there's a line in it going, when uh, uh, Scott is talking to Kang, going, hey, I'm Avenger. And Kang's like, oh, you're an Avenger. Haven't I killed you before? Yeah, I've killed you guys before, right? Yeah. And that I love the fact that Kang is kind of a douche. I wanted Kang to be... Everyone wanted, oh, cool, he's to be fun and doofy and, and crazy. I liked that. that but I, I, I can't explain to people, like, that's not Kang. That no. is not Kang. Stop calling that Kang. But that, Kang is a lot of things. But Kang is a different character. Kang is not he who reigns. Kang is not... It's called Centurion. Kang is so not... much of that. Yeah. You know, so I'm okay with going... We're going to explore different aspects of it, and I think John Majors is awesome by doing this. July 2023, there's three things that year. Yes. Our next movie, The Marvels. We spoke about that last week. Yes. We're both excited for that movie. Yeah, we talked about we it. We think it's going to be a lot of uh, Rick Jones and, and Marvell. That. Yep. Uh, kind of with with um, the Brie current Larson. Brie Larson and, and, uh, and Kamala Khan. Yep. And then Brie Larson having to go to S.H.I.E.L.D. Yep. And save her. Or, or S.W.O.R.D. Sword rather, to go to, save to her. her. And teams of Monica. Monica, she hasn't seen since she was a child. Monica would have her. Like mm-hmm. her have as animosity, but they're trying to save this girl. Directed by the great Mia DaCosta, who did the new Candyman movie. Yes, which is an awesome movie. Which go see that movie. fucking awesome. Go, go see, see the new movie. Candyman yes. movie. It's fucking awesome. Yes. I loved that movie. I know you did. It's so good. It's <laughs> so good. And even when it like falls apart at the end, I was like... Sure. Sure, yeah, like, fuck it, make this guy the new Candyman, whatever, like, bring back the projects 
and make the cops scared of the projects again by bringing back Candyman. That's the whole like, play. That's so cool because the first one was like, you know, all these people in the projects created this urban legend that didn't allow them out of the projects. Right. Then gentrification came. And all of a sudden, like the people who are still living there as this neighborhood's getting gentrified, they're like, you know, we need Candyman back to scare the fuck out of these people. Yeah, because they're ruining the neighborhood. Because they're ruining else. the neighborhood by gentrification. So they bring Candyman back yeah. and it ends with Candyman like killing cops. I was like, yo, this movie's sick. It's wild. It's wild. Very well shot. I'm yes. excited that Nia Da Costa gets to make her Marvel movie. Yes. Hopefully it's better than Chloe's house. Um, yes. <laughs> yes. Then our next project is another movie. Blade, officially going to be coming out November 23rd. We just don't know enough about this to really go into it. We don't have a director. We don't have a screenwriter. We, we have Mahershala Ali, cool. one Doing, of the best living yeah, actors. Being. Have you seen Moonlight? No. God, you would love that movie. Really? Like Queer Love Story in Africa. You will. No, it's it's in um, uh, the projects of Miami. Oh, really? Oh, and it takes place over three consecutive time periods. Oh. So it's like the first is like the little... His nickname is Little. He's like a six-year-old, but like everyone kind of knows he's kind of like gay. Yeah. And he's got no father figure, and his mom's starting to smoke crack. And his only father figure is this guy played by Mahershala Ali. But unfortunately, he's like the crack dealer who's selling his mom the crack. But he's like a good father figure. And like, then it goes to him being a teenager. Mahershala Ali has died. His mother is like in a bad way. He finally, you know, has a sexual encounter with. Uh, a friend and then the next day in school like all the, the the gang members are like hazing his friend into becoming a crip or a blood or whatever mm-hmm. and they're like you have to go beat up your friend and he beats him up in front of him. he's like how could you do this to me we just had our first sexual encounter and he fucking goes in and like beats him with a chair to death and goes to jail and then as an adult he's like Hard as fuck. He's no longer little. He's like a monster person. Hardcore drug dealer taking over the ways that his mentor had. Yeah. But he's also masking a lot of insecurities. Yeah. And it's all about like, he's like, you know what? I found out where this guy who had my first sexual encounter was. I'm going to go visit him. And it's them just talking in a diner. And I was like, God damn, this movie's so good. <laughs> and like, Barry, I just think you would like Barry Jenkins as a yeah. filmmaker. as like a black American. Like, yeah. I think he's important. He's, oh, yeah, he's an important filmmaker. Go see Moonlight. Mahershala Ali is in it for like 15 minutes. He won an Academy Award and deserved it. That's crazy. Um, but yeah. I'm excited for Blade. Yeah. So I'm like, I, I just want to know more. That's all I want to know more. I wish I knew like a plot or like a teaser. Give me something. Like, oh, hey, Dracula's coming and this is why. Like, I, I will Show get more. Fucking Mahershala Ali flipping around. Right. That's fine. Like, that's all it is. I just want more. Uh, also, fall of 2023, we're getting our Ironheart show. Cool. All right. So we'll talk about Ironheart now. Um, I hate Ruby Williams as a character. Yeah, she's very, she's very, she's the, she's the, she's the, the, the hot take I have about the diversity in comics. Like, you were created for the pandering. Let's be fake woke. Miss Marvel worked. Let's do it again. Right. We got Ruby Williams, and it was not good because you didn't build that character up enough. You didn't give me a year. You didn't give me anything to, for me to care about. It was insincere. It was, because it, it very very much felt like an editorial push. Like, Bendis was like, we should have black a black girl in Iron Man. Okay, but we're going to put her in a backup story for three issues, and then Civil War Two happened. Yeah. And then she's the lead of Iron Man. Yeah. I'm like, this, and I, I've said this, and I, I, I will eventually do this as an episode. Like, I, like, like, how we would fix certain things, and, like, we did it for DC, and I want to do a mall episode, like, restructuring, like, the Marvel Universe, like, comic books and movies. Um, 
But, like, one of my things about Riri Williams was, like, you should have had her in the comics as a main character. Like, issue one of Iron Man should have opened up with her in Chicago building the fucking thing in her garage. And then, like, the garage exploding and then going, what the fuck are you building? And then her getting a letter for going, hey, you got into that fucking tech program in New York. And everyone's like, oh, my God. And, like, she's, like, this nerdy girl in school and no one kind of likes her. But she's kind of streetwise and stuff like that. She's not Peter Parker, where, like, Peter was, like, not streetwise. Like, she's streetwise. She's cool, but she's, like, super nerdy. And, like, gangsters ask her for stupid shit. Like, hey, yeah, yeah man, thanks for that. Like, you know, fix my, you know, my, my PlayStation works, like, fucking five times better now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's what she's doing for, like, the, like, the neighborhood. To make her money. Yeah, yeah, yeah and, like, yeah. she's doing it to fund bullshit projects in her... Making uh, a security camera for the trap house. Right, like, yeah, she's yeah, doing, like, cool. Stup- I mean, that's kind of a little tokenism. Right, but, like, like she's doing yeah. stupid shit in her neighborhood, like... And making money to build projects for herself so she can get get out. And then now she gets this letter from Tony Stark going, hey, cool. And she gets in. And she comes to start, like, Tony's, like, right hand. And for, like, a fucking year, or, like, a year and a half, two years in the comic book, like, the two of them are working side by side. And then Civil War II happens, and Tony's gone. Yep. And Tony, there's a letter that she's, like, she's, like, fucking devastated. They shut down the program. They have to send her back home. And she's, like, fuck. This was my way out of this. She goes back home. She has no money now. Cause now everyone's like, oh, well, you're too good for us. Bullshit. You left us. Everyone's like, fucking. And then she's sitting at home. She's a box from Tony Stark. And in it, it's a fucking Iron Man head. And it's the suit that the two of them, like, a concept. Together, that yeah. she, a concept that she wrote that she left on her desk. Now you have Iron Man. And he's like, hey, this was supposed to be, you know, I guess I'm gone. But, you know, I guess something happened. Like, I guess, I, you know, I guess it finally caught up to me or whatever. This was supposed to be a graduation gift for you. You know, for for doing everything and being a great student, and, and and I wanted to give this personally, but I guess I can't. It's a fucking Iron Man head, and that's why she's like, I'm gonna do this, and she's in a fucking garage, and she's doing the fucking Iron Man scene in a fucking tank top with a fucking bullshit, and yeah, she yeah. helps finish. She finishes like she takes sure. the armor, puts it on, and she's like, I'm out. Sure. And she shows up in Civil War Two with their young young kid, and they're like, Who the fuck are you? Yeah, yeah. And she's like, I'm Ironheart, bitch. Yeah, yeah. Honestly, the MCU might fix her. Yeah, having the Wakanda Institute of Technology being set in Oakland, having her be like, there's a point where she like daps up with Shuri and yeah. the Black Panther trailer that we're yeah. gonna talk about, where I was like, okay, Ironheart might work right. in this context. Yes, that's yeah. But I would be wrong. Right. Ironheart the TV point. show is coming out. It looks like it's gonna. Be, it might be a bit of like Armor Wars mixed with the Ironheart story because she herself doesn't have the biggest story. Winter of 2023 going into winter of 2024, probably around Christmas time. Uh, renamed. From House of Harkness, we get Agatha, Covenant, Covenant of yeah. Chaos. Cool. I'm excited about this. Sequel. Awesome. It could be anything from a prequel to it being More like... Or Catherine Hahn. Have her break out of the spell and start our own band of witches. Right. And now we have witches in the MCU. Right. That's what it is. It's either going to be... You have to tie, tie it to granted MCU. You could either make this a yeah, prequel. <laughs> well, that's what it is. Like you could either have this as a, a sequel, or because Wanda died at the end of Doctor Strange, she's at the spell broken. Yep. And now she's going to go like seek out this other stuff. And then you have all like this bigger thing. You can bring in Nico from the Runaways. You can do all this other Starting shit. Starting a coven of chaos. Yes. The biggest, most exciting news of the night for me, aside from the Black Panther Wakanda Forever trailer. Which we're talking about the end. Which we'll save for the end. They announced an 18-episode Disney Plus series titled Daredevil Born Again with Vince D'Onofrio as and, Wilson Fisk and, and Charlie, Charlie Cox. Cox as fucking Daredevil. Awesome. They gave us the fucking name of the best Daredevil yep. story. They're yes. basically saying, like, we're down. We heard you, and we're going to do it. And they're like, this is self-reboot. That's why it's called Born Again. Uh, also, I do like the they fact that... They should have called it Daredevil Catholic Guild. <laughs> I know, right? I <laughs> um, also like the fact that it is 18 episodes because I am like, please... 
We, I feel like they are finally listening to fans where we're like, we will watch whatever you give us. Stop the six episode and you nonsense. And make Daredevil on the cheap. He's not even fighting in right. most of it. I know, I know. Everyone forgets Born Against Matt Murdock, Matt Murdock story, not a Daredevil story. That's, and most of the Netflix Daredevil show was a Matt Murdock story. Well, it was Catholic guilt. Yeah, and he had like one good fight scene, get a good choreographed fight scene at the yeah. end. Like you don't have to spend a lot of money on it. No, this. I know, and that's the whole thing I was even saying like before. Like this is very much filming like in New York. Yeah, like just kind of do it on DL and get it done. Yeah. I can't wait to see it. Another one that I was excited for, uh, film. This is a okay. So so far, Daredevil is the only new thing we've heard so yes. far on this list. Yes, yes. Another new thing that we've heard. It was rumored earlier on the week. In 2024, we will be getting Captain America New World Order confirmed. Right. Sam Wilson Captain America movie. Let's go. Let's go. I hope it's fucking good. The director is the guy who did Cloverfield Paradox, which is a terrible, terrible movie. not a good movie. Bad movie. It's a paper movie. But I love Sam Wilson as Captain America. He is. I hope they do not stay away from They stir away from the political stuff. Every Captain America movie has been about politics. You have a black guy called Captain America go so fucking hard. Don't go super hard with people bitch and moan, though. Go so hard. No, don't. Don't. Make it good. You make it good, but don't pander to what you think an audience wants. No. Because I'll tell you as be a black... Be real. Yeah, be but real. as a black American, I don't need to go hard. I don't need that. But be real. But like, like I did in... Falcon and Winter Soldier was a good show. Yes, it's a phenomenal it show. really political. Yes. But they did it in such a way where they didn't go, and every white man's a bad guy. Like, I don't want no, that. they didn't do that, but <laughs> they did... They're like, no, like... You're working for the oppressors. The reason you need to be Captain America is you need to be better than the oppressors. You got to yes. show I can work with them, but I'm f- even fighting them. Right. I'm even fighting which is great. You. Which is a great message. And calling it New World Order is perfect for it that. It ties into a story from the comic books called New World Order, where Red Skull's back, and he forms a, a team of villains who want to now re- reimagine the world in their image. Cast Vin Diesel as the body of Armin Zola and put a little German guy in his tummy. Like, crank, crank. style. Yeah, crank Imagine style. Vin Diesel, like, going around like a Ninja Turtle on a day off with, like, like, like Ben Grimm. Big, yeah, he's with like, the big yeah, head like, and the thing. And right. then he just opens up his tummy and there's, like, a little, little German guy. And kind of tying into that, uh, we heard that this was announced, but we hadn't heard anything official. Um, no date yet, but to cap off 2024, the final film, the final installment of Marvel Phase 5 will be a Thunderbolts movie. Yes. I think ending Phase 5 with Daredevil Born Again, Captain America New World Order, and Thunderbolts staying away from the fantastical is a really good place, yes. considering what we're about to talk about with Phase 6, yes. which is fucking insane. Show the status of the world and where people are. As people, why is there a need for the Thunderbolts? Because they're gonna do siege. No, no, no. What I mean is, not not. Well, I didn't mean to ask like that's a real question. Like, why is there a need for the Thunderbolts? Thunderbolts. Yeah, yeah. Like, what's the need? Like, when you get to that point in MCU, you're going born again, new world order. There's a surprising reason why Thunderbolts follows new world order. I have a sneaky suspicion that Thunderbolts is going to be the Thunderbolts versus the Asgardians. Everyone's been saying that. Oh, really? Uh, screen- Fuck, I thought I was being clever. No, sc- Screen Crush, they put that out. God damn you, Screen Crush. God damn you, like, Brian Airy. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I can't watch your videos anymore because I have a show and I'm afraid of ripping you off. And I'm I quote, it. as long as I quoted them, like, I'll say, oh, I, I heard our Screen Crush, our song Screen Crush. Uh, yeah, they put it out, like, uh, two days ago. All right, but I, I really do like ending on this. Yeah, I also, the reason why I think that everyone's was- like, oh, I want the big stuff, and it's like, yo, the best. MCU movies, other than the Guardians, yeah. are like 
the ones that are like personal stories yeah. about where shit is in the yeah. world. I think what's going to happen. Hawkeye, at, Winter Soldier. Yeah. I think the way this ends. Iron Man 3. The way this <laughs> ends is that at the end of New World Order, the government's fed up with these heroes that won't listen to them. And they, this comes this fucking team that's built by the government that will do what the government tells them to do. And this is what you're set up for. And the Thunderbolts movie is going to be them versus heroes. Yeah, we have to take out the enhanced. Right. Yeah. Because they are not listening to us. Yeah. So, phase five in total is 12 projects. That's not bad. Over the course of 2023 and 2024. Which makes sense. That's two years of... That's fine. Yeah. Because... Um, it's actually are, only a year and a half. And it's not even that back of them. So, most of them are... Most of them are movies. Uh, there are quite a bit of movies. One, Ant-Man, Guardians, The Marvels, Blade... Captain America, Thunderbolt. Six of them are movies, six of them are TV shows. Yeah, and TV shows you blow through in a month. And one of the TV shows is 18, 18. episodes. Yeah, it's going to bleed into the next phase. Okay. For brand synergy, I had an issue when I saw Bad Boys for Life, aka Bad Boys 3. Why did they not save that title for four. Bad Boys 4? Right. Right? Right. What you do is you introduce a third bad boy in the third one, and mm. you call it Bad Boys Three, and you have a third guy. Yeah, like like Lethal Weapon with Joe Pesci. <laughs> yeah, you get God. your Joe Pesci. <laughs> God, you know. Um, I always thought Phase Four was going to be ending with the Fantastic Four because it made sense. Yes, Phase Four enter Four. No, in November of 2024, we will be getting the beginning of Phase Six, Fantastic Four, and. John Watts has left as a director. We yes. have not gotten a cast. The rumor is... Um, oh my god, we talked about this. D- D23, which is in August. four or five weeks. Yeah, That's where we're going to get the August. cast. It's August. Uh, no, it's September. Sorry, September. It's the first week of September. I think um, Peyton Reed, the guy who does the Ant-Man movies, yeah. is going to get the job. That's fair. Because he's doing the Kang story. He also was set to direct the Tim Story Fantastic Four okay. uh, back in 2005. Fair. Um... And he had a script written by Mark Frost, who created Twin Peaks with David Lynch. Ugh. And they threw away the entire thing, and they got Tim's story, and they rewrote it. Mark Frost somehow still got a writer's credit. Good on Mark Frost, yeah, because Twin Peaks is the best television show of all time. But, um, again, I'm very excited we have a date. Right. Soon we'll have a cast. Yes. Okay. I think it's all for D23. I don't want to speculate on what's going to be this because we can do a whole speculation about it. We can. There's going to be two other projects uh, in the fall of 2024 before that or after that uh, that are untitled. We don't know what they're going to be. There's going to be it's like six weeks. Yeah. There's going to be two projects in the winter of 2024 yeah. unannounced what they're going to be. And then in May of 2025... We get Avengers, the Kang Dynasty, directed by Destin Creighton, Daniel yep. Creighton, the guy who did Shang-Chi. Yep. I think that's a great choice. Yep. I'd have to imagine that I thought one of these untitled things was going to be Shang-Chi too. Well, we don't know yet. So to be fair. But you can't give this guy a fucking Avengers movie and a Shang-Chi movie. In the we same might way. not get Shang-Chi movie. We may not. Or what we could. Or we could be getting it. He could be double duties. I, I, don't, I don't think they're going to. I don't think through. they're going to make this guy make two movies no, in one year. I know. That's a lot of work. Again, this is all rumors. Things get delayed. Things have moved around. It's If you go back to look at the original. Infinity War Part 1, one Part two, 2, and the Inhumans was in between. Yeah. Yeah. So, I remember. Then we got Spider-Man. Yeah. So let's be fair. Like, things change. But we're getting the Avengers, the Kang Dynasty. Yes. 
that story is when Kang decided to come back to the 21st century and invade the 21st century. But we know Kang is going to be lurking in the shadows. He's going to be our little behind-the-scenes Thanos. Yes. But he's going to be a little bit more proactive. Yes. He's yes. going to be the villain of Loki. He's going to be the villain of Quantumania. Yeah. We're going to be seeing Kang. Pieces of what and what he does. Yeah. And then, finally, we wrap out Phase 5 and what they call now the Multiverse Saga. With Avengers Secret Wars. No one announced. No directors That's announced. That's fine. Anthony and Joe Russo will not we, be coming back. No. We know this is going to be Hickman's Secret Wars. I It's a rumor, and I will quote Screen Crush, that it might, like, quite, like the reason why Kang Dynasty comes right before Secret Wars is that Kang is building this whole thing, and he's going to get played by Doctor. That's why Kang is going to be the Doctor Doom role, or that Doctor Doom's going to beat Kang and take over, and that's why you have got Emperor Doom in Secret Wars. I think Kang is going to be the Doctor Doom role, and I think Scarlet Witch is going to be the Molecule Man. Probably, yeah. That makes that. Shout out to my co-host Travis for telling me that. That's a that's cool, like a cool like nod. Like, all right, well, we're fitting the roles in, but they're not in the roles. I also think um, that we're only going to get an incursion with one universe. Yeah, we're not going to do this whole massive thing. We're not... We'll see it maybe in... If they go Doctor Strange 3, like, before... If Doctor Strange 3 is announced before Shang-Chi 2, that's crazy. Sure. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Well, yeah. you know, we'll see. We'll see. There's eight other projects they don't announce. D23 is in six weeks. You know, so... And then finally, uh, we will... Yeah. Finally, we'll talk about Doctor Strange... Uh, uh, Black Panther real quick. Uh, the Black Panther trailer came out. Uh, and this looks phenomenal. Yeah, Ryan Coogler. I have again. We haven't seen a goddamn thing. We haven't heard a goddamn lick of what this movie's going to be. We yeah. know who's going to be in it. We know who's involved. But like with the death of Chadwick Boseman, there's a heavy heart weighing on the Marvel Cinematic Universe, yes. and especially the Wakanda side of things. Yes, this movie looks like it's honoring that. In amazing ways. Yes. Angela Bassett brings she some fucking... has this fucking line. I'm the queen of the most powerful nation in the world. Yeah. And I'm like, I cannot love a woman more. Yeah. Like, it's like one of the best... I have given you everything! Thing. Like, it's the broken... Like, it's crazy how this film is. The one thing I will say... It's a film where every lead is a woman of color. That's it. What um, the fuck? Which I didn't even click in my brain. I was like, yeah, cool. This movie's great. Yeah, um, I know. I, the one thing I did say, and this is a talk I had with Sabrina, I don't know if I was talking about you before this, and I was talking to someone else about this. If Chadwick Boseman, if the Black Panther character is like, so I wrote, I, I came up with We two, get one shot, the, the trailer closes on yes. a profile of Black Panther from behind. Right. And I have paused that frame, and I have Googled every actor and actress with butt at the end <laughs> to try and link it up. I think it's Lapita. <laughs> that's, that's what everyone thinks. Yeah. I, no, a lot of people think it's Shuri. No, it's not. Famous anti-vaxxer. Yeah, it's not her. <laughs> Shuri. It's not her. Um, I do think the one thing I don't want to happen is that they open the movie up, and it's Black Panther fighting Atlanteans, and he gets killed, and this is the whole linchpin to the movie. I would rather them going, he died of unknown X disease, insert here, you know, we didn't know, and it kind of really is a, a straight-up nod to It's the Bozeman. Jonathan Kent thing. Even the Superman can't save Everyone. someone from yeah. a heart attack. I, like, have, like, I would only, I, if they were, like, to, like, hey, we didn't know T'Challa had cancer. He did. He fought this entire time. We didn't know. Sounds kind of crazy, and I know I talk about the Fast and Furious franchise a lot, oh. but 
there's no other franchise that has like not only addressed the death of its big major blockbuster star in such an admirable way, but also done it in such a way that like honors that person and that character the way fast. Right. This is like a whole like a whole music video around it. Like. Yeah, like yeah. And that's the nicest corner of the internet is if you go to the see you again comment section on YouTube yeah. and you just read like, you know, Paul didn't die. He just finished the race first. Yeah, and all like, the comments and yeah. stuff. I'm just like, I'm getting like my, my arm hair sticking You're like, up. oh my god! Like, yeah. and that's uh, the whole thing. I really do think. I, I again, I think they have to do something. And this trailer, it's like, like my my it's arm beautiful. hair is literally. It's beautiful. And it's set to uh, Bob Marley, No Woman, No Cry, knowing that this nation is so run with with these strong, independent women, the Dora Milaje, yes. his mother, uh, and everyone. Um, and intersecting it with Kendrick Lamar's All Right, which is Black Lives Matter anthem. Oh, my God. This movie's going to be fucking great. And the imagery. Like, people forget that Coogler knows how to shoot There's a literally movie. a scene where the birth of Namor is in that movie. And it's it's a woman giving birth on the water with an Atlantean man like, about to fucking hold it. Cord? Yeah, and, like, this is a thing. And, like, we're about to see the birth of a nation. And you're going to see why this nation's been fucking gone. And what See, the happened? birth of a king, the death of a king, the rise of a of a warlord. Yeah, like there's a lot going on here. Yes. And 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 apparently they might be colonizers. <laughs> yeah, like well, the they might just be tired of it. Well, it looks you know, Well, the, the rumor is like the reason why Atlantis and, and Wakanda are at war is because Al- Wakanda invades Atlantis first. That's what I heard too. And also, I heard it's kind of like it, it kind of looks like like T'Challa dies and and. Angela Bassett goes to the United Nations saying, like, you know, we need assistance. And they're like, sorry, we don't have the finances. And she's basically like, we gave you fucking everything. Like, we are the most powerful nation in the world. And we stopped everything to, like, win your wars when you asked us to. Yeah. We saved your universe with vibranium. Yeah. You fucking owe me. Yeah. Yeah. I know all for that. Yeah, no shit. It's fucking great. That's fucking dope. (laughs) And then Uh, her just being like, fuck it, we're going back to ourselves. And then. There's isolationism. And, like, why? 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 I think we're going to get a lot of Necropolis here. Yep. Uh, which is a pivotal part of Jonathan Hickman's uh, X-Men. Oh, X-Men. Secret Wars. Uh, Secret Wars and, 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 and time runs out and the yeah. New Avengers run all of that. But um, I, will not, I will say I do not want Killmonger coming back. In the Astral Planer Necropolis? That's why. That's different. Yeah, I don't Very want different. him coming back. I don't want Chadwick Boseman coming back. <laughs> I don't want Chadwick Boseman coming back. Um, but again, like, they burnt all the heart-shaped herb and it's like... Oh yes, before he died, or when we went to kill Killmonger, we had a blood sample and we we took his blood and, and we reverse engineered it. Yeah. Or, or there's a big rumor that like the reason why they're going after Atlantis is because Atlantis is just like them, and there's like they found vibranium there. Oh, there's neat. a fucking well of vibranium, and like the art, the art shape herb is not just in Wakanda. Neat. And like Namor, like I've had this. This is why I've been alive since World War Two. Yeah. You seen Creed? Yeah, of course I did. Creed's a beautiful fucking movie. movie. Yeah, it's amazing. And, and um. Coogler's got a lot in him. He's got a really big scope for a small guy. Yeah. Uh, where where he tells really small personal stories. Like, Fruitvale Station is a tragic as fuck movie uh, that was made with barely any money that is told like it's just a normal day and then death happens. And and it's a great movie based on a true story about that guy who got shot at Fruitvale Station yes. uh, by the, the racist cop for just saying, like, hey, I'm trying to get on this train. And then the cop's like, do you have a gun? And he's like, no, it's myself. Boom. And like, yep. Uh, and that's where he came from, and then he did Creed. And I remember watching Creed, and, and 
you know, I'm a boxing fan and I used to wrestle and, 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 and I like fighting and, uh, and just thinking like, man, this guy can shoot yeah. fucking boxes. It's a great movie. Yeah. And, and just, it's so unique. And I love James Cameron movies. Like I love, yeah. and even like, like I love Titanic. I love the abyss. I love avatar. So like and, and watching, Valley Angel? watching this trailer. Like there's a scene where they're on the boat and they're doing this. Like, it's like some sort of treasure dive. Very yeah. Titanic. Yes. Yeah. And it's got this epic fucking mood, but it's, the fact it's, that there's a scene where Angela Bass is standing all like, oh, I don't know if your ride is here. No, no, I got, I got. Five I'm like, sorry, I saw like reflection. Wait, um, minutes. They, uh, Three minutes. yeah, there's a reflection of like, Angela Bass is standing like on the edge of a. Oh no, no, it's it's Shuri. Oh no, it's um. His Nipita Longo. Yeah, Nipita Longo. Yeah, she's standing there, and like you see like this fucking ocean, and there's fuck in the distance you see like the, the this pyramid. Yeah. You're like, shit's about to go down. Namor looks great. Namor's fantastic. So, let's wrap. be more excited. I can't. I can't wait. So, guys. Total, by the way, of the Multiverse Saga, 38 projects. Can't wait. You'll be covering it. You'll be on here. We were complaining last week. Maybe there's too much. Maybe they should focus on quality. And then they were like, your brain was like, don't mean. Like, you like this. Give me a now. Give me my checks you have to sign. Yeah. So, guys, check out John on MCU Video Podcast. Airs every Sunday. Uh, on all your podcasting stuff, John has been great. He's my MCU liaison. You will be on again probably at the end of She Hulk. Uh, yeah, definitely at the end of She Hulk. Absolutely. Oh, we're doing history of Groot and the Guardians for an episode, apparently. Yeah, yeah. No, but thank you again for having me on. Oh, of Hunter, I hope that the move goes really well. Yes. And again, check out the MCU Beyond Infinity podcast every Sunday for any and all things related to the Marvel Cinematic Universe and beyond. Awesome. And guys, thanks for listening. Head over to our website, andrewscomics.com to check out this week's previews and new releases. Head Follow us on Instagram, Andrews underscore comics, the podcast, Instagram, Andrews Amazing Podcast, and Twitter, Andrews Amazing, for up-to-date news. Don't forget to subscribe, leave a review, and as always, share with a friend, and as always, support your, support your local comic shop, and have a nice day. Guys, have a great one. I'll see you guys next week. Bye, Odin's Fade. <laughs> <laughs>